0: Congress, you can go home. It does not matter what you do anymore.
1: Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's
0: Thursday, January 20th, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 271.
1: This is no agenda.
0: Reading the executive orders so you don't have to here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, and Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California.
2: In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where the weather is just plain weird. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig
1: Vaughn Buzzkill. In the morning.
2: In the morning to you, John. Uh, in the morning to you, Adam Curry, and all ships at sea, boots on the ground, and feet in the air. No,
0: it's wings in the skies, foots in the oceans, checks in the mail, bakers in the kitchen, astronauts manning the moon and Mars base stations, hams on the air, and human resources everywhere, especially in our chat room at noagendastream.com, uh, which is now uh, consolidated into the stream and chat interface. I uh, hope you're all charged up and ready the way your government loves you, because we need you full of energy to work, to work, slaves. Hey, John. Hmm. I, I, thank you, by the way, John. I want to thank you. You're welcome. For the, uh, iPad, for for the iPad offer you uh, sent me. so <laughs> Yeah. Highly appreciated. I really like that. Did you <laughs> sign up? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because in the PC magazine article that you wrote about that, John John somehow someone got into his LinkedIn account and you should read it. I'll put the link in the show notes. Read his PC. Is it PC mag or PC Computing? What is it? PC, mag. PC There's mag. no such magazine as PC Computing. No, oh, whatever. So PC magazine article. The uh, <clears throat> you talk about the iPad offer. In the article itself, that is an actual link and I'm like, "Oh, interesting. Maybe he wrote about that iPad offer scam." So I click on the link.
2: Oh, no, that's one of those fake bo- phony baloney links that they do. I don't know why they don't drop that. And but it's not a, I actually it, it, did that. Well, normally it's one of those double
0: well, me, it's one of those double underlined links where it has, you know, it has two. But this right. one it, this is a regular I, link, so you can't tell that it's a, that it's a scam.
2: You know, I didn't, I haven't looked at the column the way I was, th- those are all done, uh, those are all automated. I actually had that that implemented on my blog for about three or four months, you know, because people, oh, you know, you should do this, you get all kinds of money. <laughs> you don't get anything. You get, you get no problems. money. Yeah. <clears throat> you, right. you get no money and it
0: irritates people. Yeah. Hey, would you call me back? Uh, we got a shitty connection with a huge Yeah, I know. Delay. Like a bad connection. Yeah. Could you call me, okay? All right, bye whatever that's all about hmm interesting i can see we have a huge lag for some reason something's going on yeah you there yeah hold on a second i have a feeling uh mickey's uploading something let me just double check (laughs) it could be yeah no i mean i'm looking at ping times and that makes no sense hold on a sec i'll I'll put on the uh, fat bitch for a second Okay, you there? Yeah. Okay, Yeah, I figured it out. What happened? Oh, honest mistake. <clears throat> Mickey uh, received, uh, it's actually kind of cool, as a member of SAG, you know, to vote on the SAG Awards. They give you an iTunes code so you can...
2: Uh... So she was downloading her movies. Yeah, she was... She, 48 of them. <laughs> yeah, that would have been... well. Just, All right, so just... call
0: me back one more time so we, so we establish a good connection and, and it'll be fine then, okay? Yeah sorry everybody stuff just happens from time to time it's uh there we go all right how are we doing
2: now Uh, oh hello i I think it's (laughs) absolutely right okay that makes a difference so uh anyway this her downloading of course proves my point (laughs) what proves what point she hates the show.
0: No, she's listening to the show. She actually has her uh, her, her uh, she's, she has the Pocket No Agenda app. She's listening to the show, but it the uh, it comes like you know, thirty thirty to forty five seconds later and actually I walked over to her, she says, No, no, I'm not downloading any so he sure said oh wait a minute <laughs> look at itunes is like downloading 48 items all hd movies it's amazing i could hear you at all <laughs> yeah actually <laughs> that is amazing that's actually pretty. that's a testament to to the connection we have now okay anyway on with the
2: show here we go everybody you want to start it over no 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 why it's interesting you're gonna you're gonna cut leave all this garbage in there
0: yes there's a little button called what is it uh, fast forward if people love that john you don't understand why do you think reality
2: shows are so big? It's because it's all so, real. Yeah. B-roll's the new A-roll. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so wait a minute. So you're telling me that these guys are now distributing the movies for the... Yeah,
0: for the members to vote on. are
2: they called? The, I can't... SAG members. No, not that. What are those movies called when they give them to you to look at? They're called Screeners.
0: Right. Instead of Screeners, they give you an iTunes code, and then you can download every single movie with the iTunes code. It's pretty cool, actually.
2: It's very cool, but doesn't it invite you know these movies getting wide distribution? If you know what I mean. Hello, DRM, iTunes. In fact, it's less chance of
0: uh, getting wide distribution. It's DRM. You can't just take that file and send it to someone else and have them watch it.
2: So she can only watch it on her computer.
0: Yes, correct.
2: Well, what about it? You want to you, you, the, the computer watching a movie on a computer is a bad experience. How you no. you mean these movies are being judged? <laughs> By, <laughs> yeah. by all these people based on what they see on a little computer screen, correct? Of course, that's they, a scandal.
0: Of course, they could uh, always send an Apple TV to uh, to all of the uh, judges, to all the members of the academy, and then they could see it on television. That would be better. But yeah, of course, it's a scandal. What? What? Excuse me. Like like pfft, award shows? No, they're not a scandal at all. I, I watched the uh, I watched the Golden Globes. So you didn't have to, John.
2: I watched the Golden Globes.
0: Okay. So, uh, do you want to... We can go right into it. What a scam. What a scam. It's unbelievable.
2: They well, ha- well, well, what do you think it was a scam? Everything. <laughs> okay. well, for- well, that's not
0: telling me anything. <laughs> well, okay. I'll tell you. So, first of all, uh, you have to understand the, uh, the lawsuit. I think we talked about it on the last show between uh, the PR firm and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association... Right, it's a big uh, yeah, it's a scam. Right. So I looked up the legal documents and uh, the legal documents say, "Hey, you know, we got fired and the only reason we not the only reason, but one of the main reasons we got fired as a PR agency is because we told these guys you've got to sh- you've got to clean up your act because the members of the Academy, the Foreign Press Association, are taking bribes for nominations and that's going to get out and it's going to be really bad press." And it says right, it says that in the in the in the legal documents. And this actually happened in 1982. And I remember this. Even I'm old enough to remember this one. Remember Piazzadora? Oh, yeah. So Piazzadora had a movie which was uh, like something of the Return of the Aliens or something. She had a, a song track hit with it with Jermaine Jackson. And uh, uh, her husband, had to, who was insanely rich from something other than Hollywood, had produced the movie. I uh, had, of course, you know, produce this really expensive uh, music video. I, re- I remember that they went on a huge worldwide promo tour, and, right, she, and there were big
2: billboards all yeah, over the yeah, country. Oh yeah,
0: and she won uh, most promising actress, uh, which I don't even think that's a category anymore. They just made, <laughs> the, he bought a category create for category. Yeah, for yeah, you. He, he, he bought a category for, her. and uh, so so that they actually lost their television contract in 1982 because of this uh, this scandal. And uh, so, th- so this guy, uh, this uh, Russell of his uh, law, f- his uh, PR firm, uh, told him, saying, "You yeah, know, you guys really got to shape up your act." Uh, and if you saw Ricky Gervais was actually making more inside jokes than most people probably realized. Because example one, we had um, a best song Diane Warren for uh, Burlesque, a complete flop movie. A song meh, you know. Eh, okay. Uh, but you have to understand that uh, there was a junket for all of the Hollywood foreign press. They flew to Vegas to see a share show a couple days before voting. You know, put up in nice hotels and everything, as if you can get a bad hotel, really. And uh, so it's complete bribery. And the Hollywood foreign press, you know, they all, all these actors are making jokes about, well, we have to take pictures with them. Because basically they're part-time journalists. Uh, who report on sh- real news on show business and they are they're judging these these movies so they get a ballot and the and they ha- and they actually they have to write their nominations uh like five nominations in each category and wa- and when they send that in they also say and this is the one i think should win so the whole thing is a complete scam and everybody knows it you with me yeah so the thing that bugged me the most of course was facebook winning everything not everything
2: but best they went all the big ones well best movie and so what happens best director right best screenplay right i mean come on those are the big 3
0: and compared to uh, i know you haven't seen it yet but con- compared to the king's speech pff, joke a complete joke particularly for anyone who's really into acting in movies and and set design art direction uh but then you then I, I, it, it dawned on me the minute i saw it i'm like oh of course because up on stage was the producer. Who, was, who did not get up? So the movie wins movie of the year. Who, 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 who stays in their seat and doesn't get up? The two main actors and the director. They didn't get up on stage. You know why? Because they know. They're ashamed. They're ashamed of what's going on here. Because the only reason this thing won is so that Goldman Sachs can up the valuation of the IPO that's coming. This thing is a massive setup, and it's, fun- it's done so well that I wish I could get in on the IPO. Yeah, it's- well, you, you can't. <laughs> no, of course I can't. Shut up, slave. And so, and so who placed the $50 billion valuation on Facebook? That was done by one investment. From who? From the
2: Russians.
0: Hello, Hollywood, Russian mob, hello, it's so clear. Uh,
2: you're finally adding up two and two. Oh my goodness! It's like,
0: wow, <laughs> this is so obvious. But the the actor and the and Fincher, the director, just sitting there like, uh, uh, and then finally, you know, the douchebag producer says, "Hey, why aren't you guys up here? Because we're afraid. We're afraid of you know being whacked. We're hogging the limelight because it's clearly all about the money." There's a really good article, actually, that I wrote about uh, that I wrote that I read about. uh, uh, Facebook's valuation and and how this fake movie uh, which of course is not the truth about the movie.
2: Well, if you're going to go on with the idea up. that Russians are like behind the promotion and behind the whole thing there was then there's an inside joke as usual when, when any sort of mob operation is involved. The fact that the movie that no one has seen. I don't even I don't even remember being what red Oh, no, I haven't seen Red. Please. That's what I was saying. That movie <laughs> w- was nominated for Best Film of the World, and it's like nobody's seen it. Right. It's it's a sketchy film, but it's got the, but the name Red is perfect. So you know, just kind of it's little, exactly little little, little, little joke
0: there. Little uh, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, just so you know. <laughs> That's so funny. That is funny. Uh, do you have a cell phone near the uh, mic or something? I can hear it.
2: No, you are hearing a buzz?
0: Yeah, I'm a little. Tr- tr- tr-
2: no there's
0: nothing around here interesting sure it's not your side no it's probably someone right outside the window here let me see if there's an agent no wouldn't be that weird so um yeah i was just like wow that, that it just blew me away when i and you know, and gervais was making all of these these jokes many of them inside Oh, a lot of them were extremely nasty
2: but they were really really inside yeah, he's talking about the head of the Foreign Press Association and what yeah. a sleazebag he is. <laughs> That's basically, yeah. It. And then he got
0: on, and he didn't have anything funny to say. He basically said, "Yeah, if you want your movie fixed, go see some other guy." Like okay, yeah, if you want your movie, like okay. <Yeah. laughs> wow, it's just like, oh my god, what a scam! What an incredible scam! But yeah, there's there's a lot involved. We'll get to that later. There's more with Facebook that I gotta I gotta talk about. Uh, well,
2: let's thank our, our lone executive producer for this show.
0: Uh huh. We didn't do that well, huh? We did a mailing, and we got we
2: one. did a mailing, but the mailing ended up in most people's spam boxes. Hey, by the way, anybody out there who doesn't want to get our mailings, which we do every so often to discuss issues and, and to, and to uh, uh, solicit uh, more uh, uh, contributions, go to your spam box and see if there's, or look for the subject, or from the from the from line should be "No Agenda Show," which we're never going to mail from again. By the way. Because <laughs> well, it's just the, the number of opens is just like what happened, right? So, anyway, but uh, but good old Robert Goshko out of Sherwood Park, Alberta, Canada, the the uh province up there that actually uh pays for the bills for all of the country of Canada, they should become their own country, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they got it, they got all the money. They got the, the minerals, they got the oil, they got everything. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, nice. they're, they're loaded. If you go to Edmonton or Calgary and you just go to this, those towns, those towns are, are, are rich. They're just, they, you, they have a lot of, there's a lot of money there. Well, why, uh, don't hi, we, Johnny, why don't we move there then? I would. I uh, would. Yeah. And what does Robert say? He says, I'm continuing my support. Listener since uh, episode uno. Wow. Well, that's awesome. It's weird. Love the show, and I, wanna, I wonder why he's listening for him. I love the show and want to continue supporting the value for value for value model. Uh, can I get some karma for my daughter's hockey team? The Sherwood Park Shock. Go-
3: You've got karma.
2: There you are go. going to the semifinals. In minor hockey week here, world's largest minor hockey tournament. Minor meaning children, I assume. Yeah. And uh, to all the 99 percenters out there, he needs a douchebag call out there you go people don't send any money and he is the executive producer and the sole member forever because there'll never be another uh 271 club and i have to say i I, course show 271 by the way anybody who wants to donate for the show at the show number dollar amount you will become a special person
0: that's right with extra karma in a good way and uh i love uh women's hockey
2: field hockey you know that right that's my favorite i think it's ice hockey is that what he said? Was it ice hockey? It didn't say. It just says hockey. And when you say hockey in Canada, yeah, it, it has to be ice hockey.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So girls play that too, huh? They get
2: they, yeah, They're I, rough, rough and tumble, eh?
0: I hope they wear mouth protection. I've noticed I say A a lot, which is kind of uh, bugging Canada A? No, nah, it's bugging me. I got Kevin the Blade. He's from Canada. He's here. And so for some reason, like a douchebag, you know, when you're talking about Australia, you go, Australia, mate, you know, like an idiot. And, I, and now for some reason, I keep doing A. I, I, yeah stupid so no, no associate exec nothing no awesome great this is the second week in a row
2: second show in a row yeah yeah
0: well i called that week uh i had 300 I, by the time i was done i had 350 news articles i had to follow up on and record stuff from uh uh from c-span record stuff from um, what else was i recording oh, i had to read through this executive order which i want to get to And uh, well,
2: well, let's well, you know, instead of whining, we should probably go on. Well, first, first, let me
0: help everyone propagate the formula. We got to thank Robert Goshko, our only two seventy one club member and executive producer for No Agenda Show episode two hundred and seventy one. Robert, thank you so much. We appreciate your support. Uh, This is an official credit. You know the deal. Uh, Call us anytime. We'll be happy to vouch for you. Everyone else out there, please help us at least by propagating the formula.
1: Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. New. Words. Order. They with
4: me now. Shut Shut up, up, Steve.
2: Yo. So you notice I have a slide whistle. Oh, you found it. Well. Hey, that's Great.
0: That's yeah. I awesome. know you'd love it. Yeah, that's but not at all for Christmas.
2: Unfortunately, this is kind of weird. <laughs> for Christmas, you, you're you're probably happy. Uh, my uh, wife bought me a professional slide whistle, the kind they use in <laughs> orchestras, <laughs>
0: which which they use exactly once per entire session in the orchestra. <laughs> it's like the guy who gets to do the ding the triangle, and everyone goes, "Oh, that was good timing. Yes, that was perfect." <laughs> that would be you. Okay. By the way, please find me a, uh, an MP3, a piece of music with an orchestra with a slide whistle. I got a lot of Spike Jones. Yeah, that doesn't count. We need a slide whistle. I want. I want to hear an orchestra the great or... thing
2: about Spike Jones, that people <laughs> should go back, especially younger listeners, should go back and get some of these MP3s and just listen to this guy's stuff.
0: He did have some amazing.
2: He's the music. only guy who actually used as a musical instrument a uh, a, a thirty-eight pistol. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He'd shoot his gun off every so often. It'd be really? like that, just the opportune moment. <laughs> da, 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 boom. And he'd shoot the gun. <laughs> I didn't know and, that. And uh, I always thought that uh, the idea of, of a real orchestra, one of these days coming out with a famous you know, uh, uh, conductor, using a gun occasionally as a, as, a, as, a, I guess as a point of emphasis, as a musical instrument, is, is overlooked.
0: Uh, is, I'm sure it'll go over well these
2: days. <laughs> Let me see. Well, what, what, Spike Jones had a big. He had like a popular hit at one point. He had a bunch of them. He was extremely popular in the 30s and 40s. No, but I mean, even, so, the 40s, even I something.
0: The I'm thinking the 70s. Maybe he had. Uh, he
2: had a hit. He had a. He had a couple of hits. They're all novelty songs, obviously.
0: I, mean, I can't remember. I can't remember what it and was. Love Bloom was a huge hit. Um, I'll, uh, I'll look some up and uh, I'll play them on the next Daily Source Code so we can educate the children.
2: Yeah, and get some of it with the gunshot in there. That's always good. I will do. And because it becomes thematic. Because I, I want to start with a couple of clips today uh, before you get into your deeper stuff okay. about the political correctness that's taking place on CNN and uh, MSNBC regarding English language usage that has anything to do whatsoever with a uh, gun reference, uh, killing, targeting. Uh, oh,
0: right. The, the, this, of course, is all still a part of And now we are two weeks strong. Are we now
1: uh, at the, the two-week
2: mark? You get full, because I was actually, I'll give you full kudos on this one because I was skeptical at first, although after the first few days I, I changed my mind. Uh, that this would drag on the shooting in Tucson uh would drag on as long as it has and it's and it's not only dragging on but now it's taking on it's all expanding kinds of- it's
0: it's it's mutating
2: and it's it's bearing children yeah it, there's more coming out of which is
0: the main reason which is so unfortunate why we, we sent the email out because time before you get into that John just we should throw back to that time magazine and I picked up uh, the paper copy um, has a stylized, as you would say, what'd you call that, uh, in the email, the picture of, uh, of the shooter?
2: Loff, Loff,
0: yeah, Lofner. no, but you Lofner. said it was like, not Kafka-esque, it was, uh, not Kafka. I
2: forgot what I call it, it was you,
0: creepy. Yeah, creepy, right. A creepy version of the bald-headed picture, and then it says, guns, speech, madness. And it's like, wow, and, and actually, I read the, uh. Uh, the only thing you have to read to understand because the whole the whole edition is about it. The only thing you have to read is the is the managing editor's note, Richard Stengel, who looks a lot like the guy from the sharper image. Remember that guy? The yeah, the, 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 <laughs> who with the sharper image guy? So uh, this is. Uh, I was reading this while uh, having some dinner. Uh, Richard last, something. I can't. Remember yeah, it was last it's time. Richard Stahlmeyer or something like that. And. Um, It's all about uh, speech, uh, First Amendment, uh, and what was the thing I I circled it here? Uh, We don't know whether inflammatory language or images can incite the mentally ill to commit acts of violence. It seems unlikely, but when we uh, demonize our political adversaries rather than their points of view, we go beyond the bounds of desirable discourse, even though doing so was permitted under the First Amendment. The Constitution allows violent speech, but it abhors violence. Really, does does the Constitution abhor- say anything about abhorring violence? Uh, but just because you have the right to say something doesn't mean you should. Oh, yeah. thank
2: you, yeah. Miss Manners.
0: Oh yeah. At the same time, I would never put restrictions on what people can say, no matter how violent the rhetoric, as long as it remains rhetoric. And then there's something weird. That's the standard in Brandenburg versus Ohio, the Supreme Court's defining case on free speech. Is, what, is that the fire in the theater thing or whatever? I don't know. But then uh, he actually says here, uh, hateful speech doesn't kill people, guns do. I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a twist. That's a great twist on the uh, guns don't kill people, uh, people kill people. So now it's hateful speech doesn't kill
2: people, guns kill people right which is a subtle uh, anti-gun message yeah of course of course and i do and i'm against killing people
5: I, i'm
0: gun, <laughs> I, so
2: guns don't kill people people pulling triggers on guns kill people is right. what, you know the fact of it yeah. but that's beside the point this has become ridiculous uh i've got two clips i want to get to one is cnn on crosshairs and the language police this is about uh, john king who's actually the most probably conservative of all the talking holes on on cnn but you can see what the problem is with the. with and by the way why people should be supporting our show you can see what the problem is with these uh, networks when when you hear stuff like this we
6: we're just having a discussion about the chicago mayoral race just a moment ago my friend andy shaw who now works for a good government group out there used the term in the crosshairs in talking about the candidates out there we're trying. We're trying to get away from that language. It won't always be perfect. So hold us accountable when we don't meet your standards.
0: Oh, brother. So when, when someone says, when Donald Trump says you're fired, do we have to, like,
2: be afraid? Yeah, you can't, can't shouldn't say that anymore. You can't you're say, you can't like say firing you're a pistol. fired. You said, he said fired. Ooh. Right. Okay. Yeah, keep us accountable. Yeah, you know, don't the word crosshairs. And by the way, a pistol doesn't have crosshairs. And, I mean, I've seen pistols with, with sights on them like that, you know, but it's uh, crosshairs, usually on a, a tele, you know, uh, I don't know, anyway. Well, so.
0: there, and a lot of people did email us that there's a lot more rhetoric or, or interesting use of words that uh, that even I didn't realize was actually being used,
2: such as assault weapon, you know,
0: um, and automatic
2: yeah, they're, they're, this is a real interesting situation. Play the, this one is actually worse. Play the MSNBC clip. This is, of all people, Rachel Maddow. And first of all, she gets, she, she uh, condemns the Republicans for going back to using the word uh, kill jobs because the word kill is in there. and then <laughs> she. Got, <laughs> right, yeah, okay. I'm telling you, this is like, this is a, how crazy yeah. these people are. We can't are. say kill. <laughs> kill the music. Oh, man, I can't believe he said kill. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is actually what's going on with these people. You, it makes you wonder if they're. I mean, they should. They're the ones that should be locked up. This is crazy. <laughs> and then she finds a quote from Podesta, I, or one of it's not Podesta. It's one of these other guys. It, it, you'll hear it in there, uh, where the guy says something uh, locked and loaded or some crazy thing, right? Which again is highly offensive. That anyone. These are all you're just references that are common in the language. And then she grimaces on this on the screen and, and shakes her head and says that's his that's who had said that that's who said that that's who said that uh-huh. in this real just just like lady go get get a grip so Do remember how
3: republicans this- for a couple of days stopped calling uh health reform job killing In the wake of Tucson, they took killing out of the way they were talking about this. They started calling it (laughs) job-destroying instead of job-killing. Now, apparently, though, that's over. Today, they went back to saying killing all the time.
5: We find that incredible, that repealing this job-killing legislation is actually going to cost us money. They support repeal of this job-killing legislation. The cost of leaving...
0: What? Oh, I, I, sorry, I thought you were someone. that was some douchebag. I'm sorry. This sorry.
5: job-killing health care law, in effect, are much too high. Additional job-killing taxes.
3: It was irresponsible to pass this massive job-killing plan. Not to be outdone by all the killing talk, Congressman Mike Pence of Wants Thanks. to be Presidentville decided today that not only wasn't it too soon to bring back all the killing talk in Congress, he decided it was also not too soon for this.
5: Today, House Republicans are going to stand with the American people and vote to repeal their government takeover of health care, lock, stock, and barrel.
3: <laughs> Congressman Mike Pence, everybody. Congressman Mike Pence. Oh, my God, Mike Pence, you are such a dick.
0: I can't believe you said lock, stock, and barrel. <laughs> yeah, that's
6: what it was. it was, lock, stock, and
2: barrel. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine? She, she, she had this look on her face. Oh, he said lock, stock, and barrel. What a horrible person he must be. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you, this is this is one of the most disgusting displays of political correctness, language, police and everything bad censorship. I mean, this is horrible. These these both uh, Rachel Maddow is a disgusting person to, to see uh, this kind of evil in simple language usage. Uh, she's a horrible person. There's just no question about it. And and I have to say the same for John King, who's like not a horrible person as much as his obvious wimp. Yeah. Oh God, I said crosshairs. Keep <laughs> us accountable, people. Let <laughs> us know if we say something terrible like that again.
0: <laughs> Keeping him honest and holding us accountable.
1: <laughs> words do matter.
0: Well of course uh what all of this leads to is that when you say something crazy like uh, crosshairs or lock, stock, and barrel, they're going to lock you up. That's that's where this is all leading to. This is all part of the pre-crime uh, stuff that we've been talking about for a long time, I might add. A long time. And, uh, and you know, it, it, they can do it. In fact, I, I pulled some clips from uh, 2009... Let me just play that for you. This is uh, President Obama, and uh, he actually did this speech. Uh, is it Constitution Hall? Where did no? That's that's not something different. Uh, where, where is the Constitution of the United States on the
2: walls uh, on the hill? I I don't know where they posted. I've never it's, it's a crazy I've building. Never seen it.
0: Yeah, no, it's not just it's not in the Library of Congress. Where it you could thinking? be, yeah, it could be, but it's got the whole thing. has got a crazy echo. This is when he announced a prolonged detention. Which is another interesting use of words. There may be
5: a number of people who cannot be prosecuted for past crimes. In some cases because evidence may be tainted. But who nonetheless pose a threat to the security of the United States.
0: Right. So if you uh, pose a threat to the uh, security of of the United States... Then uh, you know we uh, have to uh, do something about that, which is this. There may be a number of people. Oops, some wrong
5: ones. Sorry about that. Our goal is not to avoid. This illegit- is partially about avoid. Guantanamo, I think. In our constitutional system, prolonged detention should not be the decision of any one man.
0: Prolonged detention should not be the decision of any one man.
5: Yeah, no. kangaroo court will do. If and when we determine that the United States must hold individuals to keep them from carrying out an act of war, we will do so within a system that involves judicial and congressional oversight. (laughs) And so going forward, my administration will work with Congress to develop an appropriate legal regime so that our efforts are consistent with our values and our Constitution.
0: (laughs) How can holding someone without due process be consistent with our values and our Constitution?
2: I think this is one of the clips we played some years ago. Yeah, it's
0: 2009.
2: I'm sure we could know, just start rerunning the show. <laughs> just, and maybe the money will just keep rolling in at huge amounts. It's unbelievable. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, and then, let me think back. I remember that speech. And now that I think of it, that's a couple years ago. Yeah, two, yeah. My understanding was that when Obama got elected, the first thing he'd do was close Gu- Guantanamo. <laughs>
0: Well, that was him setting it up in 2009 that we weren't going to close Guantanamo Bay. Uh, but it, wait, the,
2: the, he, he promised.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't find it. I know what you're saying. You can take that to the bank. That's what he said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see, the take that to the bank came from the, we're gonna, the first thing he's going to do is get us out of the Iraq. Yeah. Completely. Take that to the bank. Yeah, right. there he is. Yeah, Take that to the bank. Take that to the bank, people. Yeah, take, well, go ahead. Take it to the bank. The bank's just going to screw you. Yeah, like they do.
0: So, um,
2: I don't know. A, Are, if you want to do a quick segue, I got a disgusting Chase Bank story. You can just play it. It's standalone. It's not going to result yeah, sure, much. sure, sure. What you got? Disgusting Chase Bank. Oh, story. It's not just a story, it's an actual clip, <laughs> it's called, a clip that. called The Disgusting <laughs> Chase Bank.
0: Gotcha. Story. One of the
3: nation's biggest banks coming under fire tonight for overcharging thousands of military families for their mortgages, including families of troops fighting in Afghanistan. JPMorgan Chase admits to the overcharging It says it improperly foreclosed on 14 military families. Marine Captain Jonathan Rolls and his wife Julia have been at odds with Chase since 2006. Now,
0: this is a joke. They're, they're going to foreclose on a million people in 2011. It's a, a million. In here though. That's All right, I'm sorry.
3: When the captain went on active duty, now by law, active duty troops generally get their interest rates lower to 6% and they're supposed to be protected from foreclosure. But their rates went up 10%. So, rolls hired a lawyer.
6: Don't have to worry about fighting the fight and keeping alive, not about whether their wives or children are going to be put out on the street.
3: While the lawsuit is pending, a Chase spokesperson now tells NBC News that Rolls actually did everything right and that the bank did not.
2: Now hold on a second. I I'm wanna I'm gonna do something on this show we haven't done before. I'm gonna do a, a segment called Ask Adam. Okay. Um this is Ask Adam. Jeez. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have maybe a clip or something and it's something that baffles me about it. I'm gonna ask you okay. to explain it to okay, me. Okay, I like that. We need a little theme song actually. Yeah, somebody's okay. gonna come with an Ask Adam oh. theme song. I got a oh, couple wait, of these no, no, for today.
0: One. Yeah, we, we let's someone will come up with one, I'm sure.
2: So on this one, I'm gonna ask you. Okay. The bank says they did everything, they, they, people did everything right, and the bank was screwed up. They're wrong, wrong, wrong. Then why is the case still, still pending?
0: Uh, I'd like to... Uh... Save myself with a, an ask the audience? Can I ask, can I ask the audience? Or can Why is I, can the I case use a helpline? Can, can I use a helpline for this question? I don't know, because they had to put some kind of
2: bogus because news in Because the bank's there. a bunch of douchebags, that's the answer. yeah, <laughs> <Douchebag>. yeah. <laughs>
0: J.P. Morgan Chase, by the way, is in charge of all of the debit cards for, the, um, for unemployment benefits. And uh, they make money on that. And they're doing great they're doing awesome and those guys are uh, they're, they're they're gonna do the uh, the facebook ipo too you watch it's total douchebags so um all right so uh it, we train ourselves sorry john i don't have an answer for you on uh, on your ask adam clip we should we should maybe prep that before so come up with some snappy answer so we train ourselves um very well it's kind of happened just By doing the show for uh, going on three years now that when something is uh, big big news and everyone's talking about it it's either a a purpose uh, purposeful distraction so something else can take place or it will most likely be used as a distraction and then stuff starts to slip in or in the uh, infamous words of Rahm Emanuel never let a good crisis go to waste so I had my eyes and ears open and I'm thinking, what is is something's got to happen? Did you find anything, John? Did you did you see anything weird slip through, or something that just kind of happened that was like a big iceberg
2: that uh... that like that? You know, my favorite example. Somebody pointed this out to me, and I always forget about it. There's a clip that's floated around the internet about a year ago, and I, I posted it on my blog. We should probably remind people about it, or we should repost it, where there is a uh, a bunch of really uh, a frenzy of activity across the screen that you're watching and people running around guys going to you know there's like in a building or so and in the background a bear
0: remember this <laughs> oh, right, right, right. The, the bear walks by a bear walks by <laughs> no one sees it nobody's yeah <laughs> exactly so here's the bear and i caught it because i have this brand new roku box by the way um the, i've seen a demo of the no agenda channel it's gonna kick so much ass it looks so beautiful it's, it's, um, the, and, and what really shows is our artwork, when you can just plop, 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 scroll through all the episodes, and you see all this beautiful artwork flying by. It's really compelling. It's really nice. Now, more on that as it develops. Uh, great human resource work being done. So I, I, the Roku is great because you can get a number of C-SPAN things, like they, they have a couple of their podcasts, but they also have White House videos, including the press briefings. Uh, and you know how much I love Robert Gibbs. He's my favorite. I'm really going to miss him when he leaves. The Robert Gibbs show is coming to an end. The ratings were down. Um, so he comes out. And first of all, the guy's got a cold sore on his lip that is like, it's, it's as big as his nose. He's, he's like, it's like, got herpes much there, Robert? <laughs> Too much brown nosing going on? And, and the, the press, con- he's always like, eh, he's shuffling his papers around. It may be a little hard to hear because most of it was off mic and the sound engineers hadn't had their coffee yet. And it wasn't really intended, I believe, to um, to come on at all. And, of course, you really have to catch this stuff. And the, and the question comes from one of the journalists.
6: Mr. Feller? Thanks, Robert. A couple topics on the executive order and the president's... Um op-ed this morning, when you look at the timing of this, is the intent here uh, at all to tap into the widespread concern that's voiced by the Tea Party the business community?
0: Now, did you catch any of this? Can you hear any of that? Yeah, Jim? I
2: can hear a voice, widespread concern as voiced so, by the Tea Party. And, so
0: what you couldn't hear as he says, uh, uh, regarding the executive order and the op-ed this morning, is this uh, uh and so my ears perk up, because you know how much I love going to WhiteHouse.gov and looking yeah, executive at...
2: executive orders are always
0: bad. They're always very interesting. And, and, he's, and he's kind of saying something like, uh, is the timing of this, you know, to, to show the... Foot, to okay. Blah. And then I just want to, just listen to... Because Gibbs continuously says the same thing. He's basically, shut up, slave. So just listen to his response briefly.
5: Republicans, um, yeah, about
6: government intervention and
0: government intervention. Government intervention. No, the, uh, no, no, no. Shut up, slave. What are you talking about? No. And, he keep, and, the, and the, I won't play but he keeps on going. like, look, be quiet. And then they go into a healthcare conversation. So I'm like, hmm. Okay. Yeah, the
2: healthcare thing is getting all the attention. Of course.
0: But the, amidst all, this is not even meant, it's off mic almost. So I'm like, okay. What? Uh, uh, you get, you,
2: okay, I'll give you, um, let me put, you get your score. Before I even hear this, I already know you're going to get a point on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. can tell, because yeah. of the build uh, Yeah, I'm afraid you're you right. You always like to build a big foundation before you come up with your thing. Yeah, well, and I waited, I
0: waited for everything else this morning. Yeah, this is a pretty big one. So, um, there is indeed a, an executive order, which is, uh, I'm going to uh, pull it all up here. I've got, uh, it's under Shut Up Slave in the uh, show notes for those of you uh, following along. Improving Regulation... And regulatory overview, an executive order now this is very interesting uh, because this executive order is a uh, an amendment or really a change to the 1993 version of the order, uh, which was put in place by Bill Clinton, uh, which I think was one two six nine eight 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 something like that. no, no real magic numbers they kind of meant to fly under the radar and this is all about uh, the uh, the executive branch, the president giving all agencies the power to do whatever they need to do to put regulation in place however they feel fit. And so to go along with this, uh, and this was released on the 18th, he put out an op-ed, an an opinion editorial piece, in the New York Times. Everyone copied it. I will just uh, read a little bit from this. Uh, this is from his. So the uh, this is from the uh, the actual op ed. I'm sorry. I think maybe it was Wall Street Journal. Maybe it wasn't New York Times. It was Wall Street Journal. So fine, Murdoch. And bu- this was bu- written by this,
2: well by by Valerie Jarrett, probably. Wasn't no, it... but I mean, it's go- who's byline by no, Obama. No, no, Obama wrote it. Yeah. Okay. So it's a byline. Obama. When did when did the president start writing op eds? He's, you know, done, a, no, he's done a couple. He's done a couple.
0: A no, I got to tell you, he's done a couple he's done a couple he did one in 2008 2007 I found one you know he's done a couple he has done a couple but now listen to this uh, so, so, so essentially he writes this or uh, well, he doesn't this is executive order very complicated language and I really struggled through it but I found some things that I, that I want to point out but he wrote the simple version for the slaves hello slaves here it is where necessary we won't shy away from addressing obvious gaps New safety rules for infant formula. Procedures to stop preventable infections in hospitals. Efforts to target chronic violators of workplace safety laws. But we are also making it our mission to root out regulations that conflict, that are not worth the cost, or are just playing dumb. Interesting language for a president. And then he gives us an example. For instance, the FDA has long considered saccharin, the artificial sweetener, safe for people to consume. Yet for years, the EPA made companies treat saccharin like other dangerous chemicals. Well, if it goes in your coffee, it is not hazardous waste. The EPA wisely eliminated this rule last month. That's some science for you, isn't it? If it goes in your coffee, it can't be dangerous. And I'm like, what? So, okay. I'm like, right. So who is in charge of this? So you go and you read... Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I needed a little laugh there. (laughs) You go and you read uh, the Improving Regulation and Regulatory Overview Executive Order. And uh, so there's some interesting things in here. Science, consistent with the President's memorandum for the heads of executive departments and agencies, scientific integrity and its implementing guidance, each agency shall ensure the objective of any scientific and technological information and processes used to support the agency's regulatory actions. So the way I understand this is we're going to use science, i.e., if you put it in your coffee, it can't be bad for you. That kind of science is going to be used to create new regulations. And the EPA, the FDA, everybody gets to now do whatever they want. All they have to do is post it on the Internet. Oh, yeah, at regulations.gov. So here it is to the extent feasible and permitted by law. So, of course, if it's not permitted by law, we won't do it. Each agency shall afford the public a meaningful opportunity to comment through the Internet on any proposed regulation with a comment period that should generally, words matter, be at least 60 days. Just like the five days that the bills are going to get posted online, that lie that we already had, Uh, to the extent feasible and permitted by law, each agency shall provide for both proposed and final rules timely, words matter, online access to the rulemaking docket on regulations.gov. So I'm like, okay. So who's in charge of all of this? Well, uh, the executive order, uh, the the uh, the a, the division of government in charge of this is OMB, which is the oversight management something or other. What is it? I
2: thought it was always the Office of Management and Budget.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. Office of Management and Budget, and specifically at the Office of Management and Budget, it is the Regulation and Information Policy Office. Who is in charge of the Regulation and Information Policy Office? John. This is the Adam Asked John a question. I have no idea. Cass Sunstein. Oh, how about that? Oh, Glenn Beck's buddy. Yes, so Cass, Cass, (laughs) (laughs) this is great. So he, by the way, he's married to some hot, he's married to this hot chick, um... Who is now a special assistant to the president? Remember the the woman on the the Obama campaign who said Hillary Clinton was an asshole because she was like crying, and she got fired for it.
2: Yeah, I, I remember that yeah.
0: vaguely. Right. Well, she's she's rehired, <laughs> and she's and she's like she's twenty years younger than he is, and she's uh, in charge of uh, communication. Sunstein,
2: I, I always look at him. He, he looks like like just the, the most. Fart like old professor, <laughs> mm, and, bald.
0: And, 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 well, she did a, a, a White House. She's in charge of selling. Uh, is this selling Samantha stuff. Power? Yes, and she's in charge of selling stuff. She's real. She's hotty. She's good.
2: So anyway, Would she like. A, this guy must be, have something going on. If you know what I'm saying. Power? Are you kidding me? Power? Power? No, I'm Raw talking about. Power. No, he's got a Schwanz the size no, of them, no. come on. That's what it they is.
0: They met in 2008. Four months later, they were married. This is a power grab. Four months they were married. Well, her name is Power. Exactly. So, anyway, so I'm like, okay, so it, it's just going to be like baby formula and stuff like that. Well, uh, human resources of the No Agenda Show, please go to the reginfo.gov dashboard, which, by the way, half of the dashboard has broken links. Great job,
2: Vivek. Way, way, to, way to work. <laughs> yeah. And the then, genius. Yeah, he's such a genius. Uh, we got the binary yeah. and the <laughs> step, step logic. Skip logic. So uh,
0: executive order twelve eight sixty six directs agencies to following certain principles and rulemaking such as consider blah, 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 blah. So then you just say, okay, show me all executive um, uh, order submissions under review and you can... Uh, you can do it by department, or you just do all. Oh, my God. Just look at the stuff that has been in there for the past 30 days. This is not, this is not just is your baby formula. Yes, it's in there. But how about labeling of single-ingredient products uh, for ground or chopped meat and poultry products? How about environmental quality incentives programs? How about farm and ranch lands protection program? How about the wetlands reserve program? How about uh, Biorefinery Assistance Program? How about U.S.-India Bilateral Understanding? Certification of nations whose fishing vessels are engaged in illegal, unreported, and unregulated fishing, which is piracy. Uh, identification of critical safety systems. This, they, Congress is no longer necessary. Go home. A- attention. Attention. Members of Congress, you can go home. We have everything under control. Everything is going to be handled by his shills in the FDA, the EPA. This is where uh, cap and trade is going to come from. You, you, it is a treasure treasure trove of regulations and lawmaking, and it it is saccharin. Please, I can't even find saccharin in here. And half these things are already passed, already approved. It, it, every single rule is in here, and. You have to be really quick to comment on it. Because if you don't, then it just it just moves right along. And the links don't work? No, half the links don't work. It po- it pops up with a search engine result, so you then have to choose which one you want. It is the it is the biggest piece of crap. Fiasco. It's a total fiasco, but it is frightening to see what is yeah. now essentially going to be controlled by Cass Sunstein. I think that's how you pronounce sustine sunstein whatever um and of course these are all just the dumb rules these are just dumb rules don't nothing to see here stupid slaves don't actually go to the website and try and look at anything it's dumb these are just dumb rules like if you can put it in your coffee it can't be dangerous for you and by the way saccharin is always combined with aspartame always it's put in diet drinks it says sweet and low it's you know that's no science, Mr. Obama. That's no science. Here it is. EPA removes saccharin from hazardous substances listing. So I found this at the EPA website, and you'll get a kick out of it. Um, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has removed saccharin, a common artificial sweetener, common, and it salts, interesting little ad addition there, from the agency's list of hazardous substances. Saccharin is no longer considered a potential hazard to human health. And it says... EPA proposed the removal of saccharin and its salts from the list on April 2nd and did not receive any comments opposing the proposal. Yeah, because we couldn't get to it on your stupid website. No one opposed to it. Because no one knew about this. I love that,
2: no one opposed.
0: No, No one knew. Did not receive any comments opposing the proposal. This is, it's just so, Congress, you can go home it does not matter what you do anymore
2: well it does matter they need to be there to provide cover and uh with
0: bogus debates right so cass sunstein by the way he wrote the um he wrote a couple of we know that he wrote that uh that article um they said we need to infiltrate. It was a white paper, I think, before he was uh, anywhere near the White House. Uh,
2: yeah, this is the one that Glenn Beck keeps
0: bringing up, right? But there's another one which was far more interesting, which was about wikis in general, and oh. where, where he actually says Wikipedia, and this is 2007.
2: Well, this makes uh, I know where you're going with this because I, I already know that this has been going on. What you're going to say?
0: Yeah, he uh, he actually says, uh, you know, uh, this Wikipedia thing, it's great. You watch, uh, WikiLeaks is going to be uh, bringing out all kinds of information in the future. In 2007, he said this, so that's when he became. Well,
2: you're talking about WikiLeaks. I thought there's a there's an initiative amongst these people to infiltrate things like the Wikipedia and make well, sure. Well, no, that... no,
0: no, but no, that came. No, so you have, you have, okay. you have to see the two articles in concept, context. One article he wrote, which was like a white paper when he was a professor. And there he said, we have to infiltrate these groups like uh, the No Agenda chat room, but also uh, all of these dissenting groups. And then then he has a separate article, which was published in the New York Times in 2007, where he says Wiki is going to be it. And he specifically says WikiLeaks is going to be great because they're going to have all kinds of information about all these horrible people. So combine the two, WikiLeaks has been infiltrated and Cass Sunstein is running it.
2: Well, I I believe he's running it. Well, this makes it even more interesting because one of the targets of the wiki, I don't think he's running it, but it's a good idea. (laughs) I think he's the handler. you I like it. I'm not going to make the, the, I'm not going to, even though, Dvorak, you're not challenging Curry enough. It's called A Brave New Wiki World. And it's, oh, sorry,
0: Washington Post. (laughs) Compromised
2: Washington Post. I'm sorry, it wasn't the New York Times. Well, this, what makes this interesting to me is the fact that Cass Sunstein, is uh, with this woman Powers, and I, I was just looking looking her up, and she, there, you know, the, she's the one who says the bad what she say about Clinton and that thing that got caught on tape. It was, yeah, she a said, bitch or, yeah, bitch or whatever. She'll do, any, yeah, well, she'll there, do anything. There was another quote from her. Somebody dug up on Hillary Clinton. She's a monster, a too. monster, right, right. That right. is off the record. She is stooping to anything. The amount of deceit she has put forward is really unattractive, right? Now she, she got fired for that, but now she's back. Well, Cass Sunstein's now, you know, who's the wronged husband here, (laughs) and the WikiLeaks revealing all this anti-Hillary material. Uh You think that's a coincidence? I think
0: not! Exactly. So here he is in 2007 in his article. The Central Intelligence Agency disclosed the existence of its top-secret Intellipedia project based on Wikipedia software, and now containing more than 28,000 pages. He's already connecting the CIA to wiki to all things wiki the autism wiki uh, in general the result uh, I'm just reading it through here um, it's in the show notes everyone needs to go take a look at it but he's, but here he literally uh, talks about Wikipedia uh, WikiLeaks being great at, uh, at leaking information so there you go he's married to the woman who hates Hillary Clinton he's talked about infiltrating groups specifically mentioning WikiLeaks and then what comes out on WikiLeaks is highly embarrassing to Hillary Clinton.
2: Done. Close the book on it. Close Done, Close. Wow. Close the book on it. I'm telling well, I'll you. Give, I'll give you uh, two points, and I'll actually give Glenn Beck one, because he keeps bringing this guy's name into it. Yeah. Well... Uh, he doesn't do as good and elegant a job as you did, though, and I think you need to close out this segment with a uh, pet peeve uh, theme for oh, yourself. Oh,
0: thank you very much. i pet peeve all the day. Which is not true, because uh, we have stuff about Haiti coming up, so that's that well, that yeah, is but you can have more than one pet peeve of the day. <laughs> so anyway, so <laughs> here, here's what I... Now, put that together with the Facebook scam. And of course, all these guys... You know Cass Sunstein is going to be in the Facebook IPO. Please. You know he's going to be a part of that. Sure. So put it all together. And uh, by the way, let me just look at uh, Samantha Power. Uh, she is the... Oh, yeah, she runs... <laughs> The Office of Multilateral Affairs and Human Rights. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure she's really good. She's a special <laughs> a special assistant to President Barack Obama. Uh huh. And she's she's been around, man. She's she's she was uh, with uh, Bush, with Clinton. She's been doing all kinds of stuff. Anyway, so combine this with Facebook, which is of course completely compromised, and uh, through their the in- IncuTel uh, investment, which is uh, a known. An admitted CIA venture capital firm.
2: Yeah, so it's a major one. It's a, yeah, they, they, and, they, yeah, the CIA has a venture capital firm. They're right here in Silicon Valley. It's not secret. It's not a secret firm. It's, it's open. No, it's, it's so the, the board of directors is quite unique. You should check it out. It's quite interesting to see who advises them. Yeah. And they invest in stuff that's CIA-related. I mean, stuff that would benefit the agency, you know, some technology that can spy on you better or whatever.
0: So, no, uh, and this is what they're doing, and it's brilliant. And this, of course, is part of the infiltration that Cass Sunstein, who is the regulatory czar, Cass Sunstein has been talking about, is making stuff go viral. So we just had a revolution, a kind of a revolt in Tunisia. Right. And how did this start? it's it, it was and what's like the lavender it's another one of these color things whenever there's yeah, a color invo- yeah whenever there's a color involved you know it's cia like the lavender revolution or something like that it started because people started facebooking about this uh this young vegetable peddler whose cart got taken away from him and then that shit goes viral sorry didn't mean to let that slip out but that goes viral and then you know human resources are very simple to manipulate oh this is outrageous and he, he set himself on fire he was so angry they start facebooking about it goes viral and then they head out onto the streets you get flash mobs this is how we're going to be controlled we're going to be controlled by twitter trending topics and facebook groups this and is colors and flash mobs yeah colors and flash mobs so whenever someone associates a color with like the, they tried it their test balloon was the Iran Green Revolution. Remember everyone made their icon oh, yeah. green on Twitter? Put, they
2: had to all change. The, you know, everybody that's on Twitter, you yeah. know, all the de uh, right. the, the mucks they had right. to make their picture green.
0: Change your picture to green, you stupid slaves. And this is how they're going to do it. And they ousted the, the, the leader of Tunisia. I mean, you wonder why. You wonder why. The guy had actually just tried to lower food prices because they were so off the hook. Uh, because the, you get this huge um, uh, following of people just going like, hey, this is outrageous, and, and, you know, and people will eventually take to the streets. And it, and it can happen anywhere. And by the way, Facebook, you know, Goldman Sachs says now 650 million people, people, which I don't believe, accounts, profiles, maybe, people, doubtful, are on uh, Facebook. The, the fastest growing segments are in poor countries where these people can easily be manipulated with a color and a flash mob. Hey, hey, human resource, here's a color and a flash mob. Go right on the streets. So anyway, so be, uh, be aware of that. Be aware of colors and flash mobs because it's uh, not good. Not good.
2: Yeah, well, actually, the color thing is now uh, is, You know, yeah, I agree. I think that if you see anything related to a color... Uh, associative color, then I would uh, be leery.
0: So um, let me do. Uh, I ha- I I got some actual work done. I'm I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, yeah, he- here's. Uh, uh, I found it for you, by the way. The uh, here we go. This falls under the heading of. <laughs> So I was irritated by, because uh, you tr- you tried to do it quickly. Of course, we didn't really have the time on the last show. We're talking about the Ark Storm, California's other big one. And every single report I read, this is what we do, by the way, people. This is what you're paying for. This is why you're supporting the show, for, for this research to be done. So I keep reading in every single report... Uh, over a hundred scientists have uh, said that the big one can come. It hasn't happened since 1861. It happens every one or 200 years, which means it could happen when we're all dead and gone. But it could happen. We're all gonna, from, the, from the Yosemite Valley to the Pacific Coast, this land is made for you and me with wet feet. We're all going to die. And it's called Ark Storm. And you tried to find it. Because you you did exactly the right thing. What we have trained ourselves is what is the movie... ...that this is promoting.
2: <laughs> yeah. What, what is the movie? For the, there's two. There's, people should do this routinely. When, you're, when you see something happening in the news, you Google it and then add the word either movie or oil. I found it. Okay. It's called Noah's Ark,
0: The New Beginning, an upcoming animated film featuring an ensemble cast. It's the retelling of the biblical story of Noah's Ark. It should be coming out in February... Uh, included it, uh, Michael Keaton as Noah, Ben Kingsley as the narrator, Elliot Gould as God. This is a huge movie, people.
2: This is a, oh, this I, is a, you know, I think I may have bumped into that, but I just thought it was a cartoon. That can't be it. That's not a cartoon,
0: but, it's an animated film.
2: Yeah, but I didn't realize it had those heavy hits. Yeah,
0: Rob it. Schneider as Zed. Uh, who else is in here? Nicholas Sheridan. Uh, it, this is a, Howie Mandel. This is a big, big movie. This is big. <laughs> and it's in production now. And it
2: should be in theaters very soon. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's yeah, it. Well, that didn't take much. <laughs> no, it actually did. It was well, hard. Just yeah, to a run. little more work than usual, but it was the same result. <laughs> it was hard but we got it i'm getting a little sick of this of, of this model by the way it really i tell you you're the you, i think you may have been the one about 2 or 3 years ago that picked up on it and then of course i just do the same thing now <laughs> and I, it's it happens so often that it's actually tiresome yeah it is it is getting a little old and it's like, why? And then and the media just keeps doing it. Yeah. Because the public just, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I first noticed it before we started doing it so years ago, as a, as a, as like an eye roller, was the this Mothman. Oh. The movie <laughs> yeah, Mothman, the Mothman.
0: yeah, I remember that came one. Out That's with,
2: where it started,
0: I think. I think you found it,
2: actually. Uh, it could be. But Mothman had... Uh, news story after news story and everything, the, the overnight show that's on the radio, the, the, the all the talk shows had these, these anecdotes about Mothman in the South and Mothman, Mothman, and it was like all, and then the movie comes out, and then the movie comes, it goes, and then you never hear about Mothman ever again.
6: No.
0: No, you'll never hear about the Ark Storm either. It's not going to, well, they'll play it up a little bit more until the movie comes out. They'll play it
2: Meanwhile, up. Meanwhile, there's these executive orders that we uncover, or you <laughs> in this case, and the, nobody covers any of that stuff. They, no, they cover zero. Pre- it's too announced- hard to
0: read. They can't even read Don't Ask, Don't Tell. It's too hard to read. It's like it's, 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 Go ahead and look I, at it. It's in the it's show notes. Dis, it's very,
2: discouraging, yeah, very you, discouraging.
0: But you look at it, it's like, and I actually sat down, uh, Mickey was at class last night. I set, sat down for an hour and said, okay... I'm going to do this because it keeps referencing the old executive order one, two, six, eight, eight. So you have to go back and forth. You have to bop back because it says, you know, uh, the word, the term agency in this case uh, shall be the same as referred to in executive order. One, two, six, eight, eight. So you have to go back to, to is it too much for them to cut and paste. No, the whole I the whole <laughs> Yeah. The whole point is so that you don't do the work. that's why they this is what i learned with the lisbon treaty it's like put the the stuff where killing people is legal in in protocol somewhere else you got to go find that document and read through that and then by the time you've read that you're confused and you forgot about where you were in the original piece so you go back and forth back and forth and that's where i found out that it's omb because it doesn't actually say that in his executive order you have to go back to 1993 document thank god for the internet thank you google in that case Anyway, there was more blatant biodiversity crap going on. Uh, the the funniest one, and I'm so pissed I didn't get a sound clip of it. Rick Fox of the Los Angeles Lakers uh, was on the KTLA Morning Show, um, and uh, he was promoting his uh, guest starring role. And not just one; he'll be on a couple of episodes. Uh, and of course, we know that uh, the nerd, uh, the nerd kid, won the Golden Globe for his role. Probably another setup. It's like he's going to be on The Big Bang Theory, which uh, his uh, his first guest starring role is tonight. Now, the guy seems nice. He's a great ball player. Uh, he does funny stuff. He does some hip hop stuff. He's like you know, he's a celebrity. He's okay. I'm I'm okay with him.
2: And he's got the Hollywood
0: good looks. Yeah, he's he's a beautiful man. He's big. Doesn't really fit on the show. No, I wouldn't think so. He kind of stands out. Know, it's like a whole bunch of wimpy white nerds and the big, beautiful black man. Okay. And then, you know, so it goes on and on and on. It's like, oh, this is really funny. And, you know, why did you do that? Well, they asked me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And then and then it comes out. Because the way he said it was so funny. I'm so sorry I don't have a sound clip. He says, so so so, uh, so what is your role? I'm playing a professor. A professor on global warming. I'm like, oh, God. no. Wow, a global warming professor.
2: Yeah, what kind of a what is what is that degree? I have my degree
1: in global warming. He literally
0: says, "I'm playing a uh, a global warming professor."
1: <laughs>
0: so then, uh, let me just wrap up my segment here with a little piece that uh, is from uh, the Ministry of the uh, Truth over there in the United States of Europe. This is uh, a piece from. The Lisbon Council's Eco Innovation Forum, uh, titled Cancun and Beyond. It's like you can almost hear Buzz Lightyear saying it: "To Cancun and Beyond." And it's uh, the president of uh, the Biodiversity uh, stuff. Remember, she was introduced in Copenhagen, Connie Hedegaard, and she's sitting there in a forum talking to business people. And uh, you can—I'll just play some of this—and you tell me when you've had enough. And on the panel, on the, the what do you call it, the dais with her, are two guys from the Phillips Lighting Foundation. <laughs>
2: now, now, Phillips... The uh, LED company now. <laughs>
0: well, well, Philips makes a lot. I mean, they make, uh, they're like a GE of uh, Yeah, no, they're huge, and they
2: make a lot of light bulbs, but they, they're also one of the biggest suppliers of uh, the new LEDs, so they got to oh, yeah. relight the kind of, oh, yeah. we have to re, I don't, before I heard this, but I'll just say this to people out there, uh, we are in the process, these companies, and people like Philips are going to make the most money, uh, of re- Lighting the world. We've already test marketed the fact that we could talk people into buying these stupid compact fluorescent bulbs, which are idiotic, which
0: which, which uh, emit all kinds of electricity, they, and they, weird they crap. buzz. And and they, they look they like shit.
2: They look like crap. The, the colors are bad. They don't kill bugs. <laughs> they uh, they fade. They they get bright for they, a while. They and give then they you start, headaches. They, they give you they, headaches. They, 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 everything's wrong with them. But they, but they, we've sold the public on it. We passed laws. We got to get rid of incandescent. Why? Uh, because we just to see what we can get away with yeah well where it's all a prelude to rewiring the entire world with leds which will indeed save a lot of money but they've never gotten the color cr- quite right if you haven't noticed <laughs> yeah yeah no they have not and it's by, like and by harsh, the way you can't harsh you, lighting.
0: and you can't put them in in half your lights you got a chandelier which i don't you're screwed uh, you. Got, I have a recessed uh, ceiling light. doesn't fit because these things are bulky
2: and bulbous, and they look like curly fries. Well, actually, Q the fries. new ones won't be. The, the new bulbs, the new LED bulbs are extreme. The little bitty bulbs now are extremely bright. You can get about 75 watts of light right. from a brick. Yeah, I but mean, I also
0: like light for lighting, for mood, for uh, ambiance, uh, not I, just I think to read by. It. They'll get it. They'll get right. it. So anyway, so, so the, the, I, I'm happy I got this clip, and you should watch the whole clip. This is about business, people. This is 100% about business, and she's not ashamed of saying it, nor... And these are all Dutch guys, of course. The Dutch are always... The, the, the evil, elitist Dutch are always there when, they, when you're going to get screwed. Oh, they have the same music as we do, by the way. That's kind of cool. They use the same stock music. Yeah, <laughs> Here we, we go. To
7: text more what we burn and less what we earn.
0: Oh, I love that. Tax more what we burn and less that we earn. This is a a new meme. Be on the lookout for that one. I
4: like
7: it. I think that there is really room for a paradigm shift there. It's not going to come by in just one year or two years, but as a vision, we should tax less labor when we need people to work more and attract labor force, and we should tax more resources when we need Uh, to focus on resource efficiency.
0: So you hear what she's saying now. She's saying we're going to tax what you burn, not what you earn. So slaves, you you, you, you think you're not going to get taxed more, but you're going to get taxed more. The
6: core of the problem is that over the
0: past decades, we have created a society that is optimized on lowest initial cost. So for everything we do, looking at price tags... The process of our behavior, the processes we have I look at procurements, uh, municipal procurements, everything drives down initial price through tender processes, but also with the way we judge things <clears throat> as voters, media, look at the midterm elections. everybody's after instant gratification. Our
2: future is a low-carbon economy future. aha uh-huh. that, that is the only way.
0: Here, stand by, Here it comes. The words are actually going to come out of her mouth.
2: In which Europe can be successful economically. And that fits so well with the the, the original theme of this organization, the Lisbon Council, because remember, this organization stems
5: from an initiative under previous commissions to drive the competitiveness of the European economy. Mm
7: -hmm. I'm not going to dwell a lot with the next Chinese five-year plan. I would just say that I believe that many Europeans will be in for a surprise, not to talk about many Americans, when they see the next five-year plan where if we take what we have been able to read about it and seen from public announcements, there will be carbon targets, there will be a pricing mechanism for energy somehow, probably there will be pilot projects for some kind of cap-and-trade system. Yay!
0: Thank you! Just wanted to hear you say it. And not just the Europeans, but the Americans will be surprised. Oh yeah, we're going to be
2: this. screwed because we won't be able to sell our goods unless we and voluntarily go right. along with
0: their program. That's right. That's right. You should, uh, if you have the a Chinese, chance. by the way, do
2: whatever they want. Of course, they own us. Shut they up. They own the Shut up. Europeans too. Yeah, they own everything. So uh, okay, well that's great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's lighten the mood You know, for there was second. a funny,
2: I want to mention this since you mentioned cap and trade and carbon and all the rest of it. Is, uh, I have to say, I was listening, uh, when it, going into San Francisco, I was listening to Limbaugh the other day, and he came up with a thesis that... Uh, By the way, she said Target. Does she know
0: that she can't talk about that anymore?
2: Well, she better, she'll she get a memo from CNN. <laughs> I can't the use room. the clip if you use the word Target. <laughs> Thank you, chat room. <laughs> uh, what is Target stores going to do? They got a Target on there as their logo. Yeah. <laughs> Target has to close. (laughs) They got to close all Target stores. (laughs) And don't they sell firearms at Target?
0: That's even worse. No, Kmart. Oh, oh, Kmart. Hold on a second, John. (laughs) Hold on a second. And now back to real news. I I thought they were bankrupt, but I guess they got uh, some kind of injection of cash. The uh, National Enquirer is still in business, and uh, they've got a huge article. uh, Enquirer exclusive. The real reason behind President Obama's shocking weight loss. Oh, this is, the, this is the, the tapeworm story. Yeah, he's secretly battling stomach parasites, sources say. The pencil-thin president caught the parasites on a trip last year to Hawaii, where he and his family also vacationed over Christmas, and they got a picture of him looking pretty damn sickly.
2: Oh, you gotta eat, though. You know, the sushi in Hawaii is pretty, pretty aggressive. Yeah, yeah and, so uh, our president could be sick, and they're not telling us the truth. They got these pills that the Japanese like to take, and I have a bottle of them. My wife always thinks it's disgusting, but the uh, I can't remember the name of them, but if you look on the ingredients, it starts with an S. The ingredient is basically a small ball of creosote.
0: I think you've talked about this.
2: Yeah, we've talked, we have yeah. talked about it. Yeah. And uh, you take these things, and of course, you belch, basically belch smoke for about a day. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> every so often.
1: Really? Yeah,
2: it's like, oh, boop. That's and a, then that's it's a like good... a little puff of smoke comes out. <laughs> that's of a
0: mouth. great effect. I want to try it just for the effect. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what, what was that?
2: <laughs> that's funny. But they, they, they're, they're designed to kill those things. But I anyway. Like I like it. Uh, before we get into our, our donation segment, I think we're right headed there, right? Yeah, I think we're... I want to play something that, from a national treasure.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. our national treasure, yes, indeed.
2: Uh, the NPR. They played this editorial from this woman, Daisy Hernandez, mm-hmm. who seemed that during the Tucson shooting to be preoccupied with who did the shooting in such a way that it definitely wasn't going to be an a, a illegal immigrant. But I want to play the entire little... I think it's about a one-minute uh, op ed that she does on NPR. Featured, this was picked up by most of the right-wing uh, TV shows, and, and they all missed the point. They all brought up their argument was, "Oh, well, you can't bring race into this. Why are they bringing race into this?" And all the rest of it. Race? They didn't. How did they get race into the conversation? Well, she got race into it by by talking about race and the shooting, <laughs>
6: just by but, saying, "Hey, hey!" But it everybody wasn't a black missed. Guy.
2: The, everybody <laughs> missed the real point. As far as I'm concerned, of what she did and why NPR should be scolded and why this woman should never appear again, play the clip and and I will explain.
6: It's safe to say there was a collective sigh of brown relief when the Tucson killer turned out to be a gringo. Had the shooter been Latino? Media pundits wouldn't be discussing the impact of nasty politics on a young man this week they'd be demanding an even more stringent anti-immigrant policy. In short, the only reason the nation is taking a few days to reflect on the animosity in politics is precisely because the shooter was not Latino. Oh,
2: yeah. Great, okay. great call. Now, here's the deal. Uh-huh. Why are we being called... I'm not talking Kringos. about the shooter. Why are... In the, in the United States of America, why are we being tarred with... Why is a white person... I don't care if he's a killer or not. Why is any white person being tarred with the epithet as slur for foreigner that means means lousy grimy foreigner in our own country is that this so is uses it, the word freely uses the word gringo to refer to whites latinos to refer to uh, mexican americans or mexicans or whatever but the fact of the matter is the united states of america were not gringos it's an un- unbelievable slur and she gets away with it npr says nothing and nobody picks up on this Are you kidding me?
0: Uh, I'm just reading. The American Heritage Dictionary classifies gringo as offensive slang, usually disparaging and often disparaging. However, the term can also be used to simply identify a foreigner, which we're not in this country, and does not carry a negative connotation according to the definition in the dictionary of the Spanish Royal Academy, which defines the Spanish language. Well, uh, I'm offended.
2: I'm offended, and and I'm not a foreigner in the United States. And nobody notices this, and they don't even care, and they talk about something else. And we're talking about Fox News, they missed it. And we're talking about NPR, who encourages this, and they get millions and millions of disarmament, and they wonder why people are complaining about this. Yeah. Give me a break. People are giving them money for this crap. (laughs) Really? Hey, give us our money back. Hey, we're going to steer them
0: drones over your head calling us gringos. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, I I I didn't cringe, but I, I of course I heard it and I was like, "Wow, really? Gringo?" Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's pretty bad. And that is our national treasure. I know as NPR who takes money from commercial uh, companies and uh is compromised. someone actually did the research for me one of our human resources, I don't have the exact quote. Um, But uh, the rules at NPR are program makers are not allowed to talk to their uh, commercial donors. It doesn't say anything about entities or foundations, Uh, but uh, senior executives are, which is probably worse. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's how it works,
2: ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's always the top dogs that do So all we,
0: this. of course, are happy to speak with all of our donors at any moment of the time because they actually give us most of the fuel and material for this show, if not directly through research, and gosh, you guys have done a lot of great research as usual, uh, but also through ideas, and uh, you help us pay the bills, which we're highly appreciative of. And uh, I'd like to start off with a, uh, a quick little karma segment uh, I received here. Hold on a second while well, you get your spreadsheet uh, ready there, John. Uh, John and Adam, I got in on the 11111 uh, on the donation for the 266 show, which was the 2nd of January. Got some karma for a job interview with the Philadelphia DEP, I guess that's Energy and Power Department, uh, that I had on the next day. The donation got read again on the 6th, and I got a double dose of karma. I just got a call from them, and I got the job. I'll be a chemist testing water samples for pesticides and other chemicals. All the boys
1: waking up. in my cup.
0: This job is a godsend for me. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: graduated. We kind of a mixed message with yeah. those
0: two <laughs> clips. I don't know. I was bad. I've been listening to No Agenda since around show 70. have not missed a show since then. Thank you for providing this great show to us slaves. Thank you, Minuteman Andrew Schmidt. Uh, Minuteman Andrew, uh, we really appreciate the support. That's great. And I just wanted to follow up on his uh, karma. Uh, we, of course, can't promise karma. Uh, but something does seem to work.
2: <laughs> we had a lot of letters this week from different people with karma stories. All positive. Really? Great. Uh, but let's read off the people who donated that uh, need a quick mention. Uh, let's start with Veronica Roberts out of Boise, Idaho. Uh, $170. In the morning, guys, The uh, should finish off her damehood in time for my birthday. She's a double doser here today. Birthday and a, da- and a dame. Yep. Yep. Uh, where she turns three cubed, which is nine. She's only nine years old, apparently, <laughs> and uh, she still listens to the show.
0: And she would like a little bit of karma, so we'll give that to her right now. You've got
3: karma.
2: And, Robert, we'll, uh, and we'll double dose her later You know, starting at the age of nine is quite good. Uh, Robert Alter, uh, Sir, three cubed might also mean she's 333 years old, but I don't believe that's true. Uh, Sir Robert uh, Alter in Kansas City, Missouri, gave us $150. Uh, cool Joe Design, Scuba Vision Productions, and Chris Ruddy all uh, signed up from uh, variously Princeton, Ontario, Boston, Mass., and Jackson Heights, New York. Uh, I'm sorry, Kansas, who was... No, I'm sorry, just those two. Uh, cool Design and Scuba Vision signed up for the $111.11. New, this is new, by the way. Go to dvorak.org slash na, and uh, you can sign up for a eleven 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 nighthood knighthood on the... Uh, uh, on, the, on the layaway plan. Chris Ruddy, $100.23. John Smith, sorry, Sir John Smith, St. Petersburg, Florida, just trying to give you the tools you need to fight fascism. Eh. Huh. No agenda episodes are my meds. <laughs> that's a, right. The Mavericks of
0: media are your meds.
2: Mavericks of media, that's us. $100, there'll be a second night, a double night uh, next month. Peter Parisi. In Redcliffe, Western Australia, $100. He was saving up for a new iPad, but figured the money was better spent on YouTube. Oh, and that's awesome, dude. And you're right. It is. He's, and he's actually from Perth, which is the place I want to visit.
0: You know, uh, Mickey and I. Uh, You've been to Perth. Yeah, but we want to go to Australia for two weeks.
2: Well, why don't you go to Australia for two weeks, and then take the train to Perth,
0: I'm not going to take that blasted train again. I've done that—the 24-hour <laughs> train. I'm not getting on that thing.
2: Right? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I understand it's very, uh, very scenic.
0: But I figured that we can, uh, if we go to Australia, we'll have no problem finding shelter and beer. Uh,
2: <laughs> I think we'll Foster's. be. Fosters. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, how about VB's, man? Victoria Bitter. Huh. That's, that's, Was that that's th- the good stuff. Well,
2: that's the stuff that you comes know. In- Fosters can't be the good stuff. No,
0: of course not. It's VB, and then you drink this Victoria. But it comes in like an oil drum. It's like <laughs> here, <laughs> what? It's huge, and and they'll keep. I remember when I was they'll keep putting one in front of you. I can drink one beer, one, maybe two, but then the, but you don't want to insult the your 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 hosts. You know, I've I've never been so drunk in my life as in Australia. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, well, and then I went to the, the, the Spinsters and Bachelors Ball. Uh, the, our Gitmo Nation down under people will know what that is. Three days of drunk. And we back the ute. Anyway.
2: Simply Helpful LLC out of Oakland, California. $100. Julie Kissick, Eaton, Colorado. Uh, seventy-seven, seventy-seven. She's a CIS admin in Colorado. Needs some special karma for all her networks while on vacation. Absolutely. Hell Yeah.
3: You've got karma.
0: Because you know, sysadmins never go on vacation. They always no, have they, to have. they the, always.
2: And as soon as they leave, yeah, the the network this, goes down. Yeah, yeah, it's as soon exact, as they leave. Boom, goes down. The
0: VPN breaks. The network goes the down. down. All yeah. that stuff happens. It's, a, it's yeah. a nightmare.
2: She loves the show, but finds herself... thank you, ex- honey. <laughs> she loves the show, <laughs> but finds herself extremely irritated listening to network news. I wonder why. Gee, maybe it's because you've assassinated it for yourself uh mrs d Clifton park new york uh seventy five dollars and she needs karma too oh well we can hand that out um, we're doing good today you've got karma and
0: while we're at it John if I can just interrupt you for one second Brother Porter in the chat room uh he uh donated a while ago before we were handing out karma he says he only has eight bucks left in the bank so let's hand him some karma here for a second
3: you've got <laughs> karma
2: me eight bucks left in the bank <laughs> sucks not good. We're bad, but it's
0: not quite that bad. Holy moly! Uh, here's karma for you, there,
2: brother Porter. All right, uh, Lawrence Shell, Lancaster, California, sixty-six, sixty-six. Inspired by another producer, he's doubling down on his ten, ten, ten coin purchase. Also upgraded my monthly from five to the new eleven dollars and eleven cent level. By the way, we do have a new level for the, to celebrate what's coming up, which is eleven, eleven, eleven in November. We have an eleven dollars. Oops.
0: Oh that's that 's not good oh, uh, hold on ahead. hold on, John. We lost you there for a second. We have an eleven dollar what
2: okay I was going to say we have a new eleven dollar and eleven cent subscription level that we encourage people to upgrade to, and this is in celebration of eleven 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 which is coming up in November once in a lifetime situation, and we 'd like to get everybody moved to this uh, uh, new subscription model. Uh, he says that everyone can do this and should. I love the coin also you uh, should uh, keep your keep mine close or we should keep ours close because he's going to be uh, one of those guys with the coin challenging listeners oh yes you got to be careful you got to be on the
0: lookout yeah yeah they don't mess around
2: it's it's something uh let's over scroll here and then we have <laughs> we have an over uh, who's donated uh, to cover the cost for the first challenge coin, and he thinks Eric did a fantastic job. I think Eric keeps putting this in here. Uh,
0: <laughs> People keep getting credit. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Why
4: does that happen?
2: It's a good idea. It's a funny thing. All right, w- and
0: listen, we all know Eric's great, okay? You don't need to say it anymore. He's not that Alan great. He, he's not that great.
2: Let's get or some Or Alan Asif. Right. Alan Asif in Decatur, or Asaf, one of the two, in Decatur, Georgia, nice little area, Uh, Minuteman Allen here, just a couple of weeks into 2011, you're providing terrific information to us slaves, keep up the good work. Special note to the 99 percenters out there, be a donor, not a boner, 5510, double nickels on the dime from Allen. Uh, Maxwell Roberts, Crown Point, Indiana, double nickels on the dime, he wants to indulge two comments, like to give some karma to Scott McLaughlin.
3: Hey, here we go. You've got karma.
2: We'll find out next week. I'd also like to call out Nick, uh... Let's see, O'Donoghue, I guess is his name, O'Donoghue, and all of Gitmo Nation Great White North is being douchebags. Douchebag! Especially since the Canadian dollar is on par with the U.S. dollar, and it's a good deal, which is kind of, like, depressing. We always like to go to Canada because it was always 75, you know, everything was 25% off. Peter Luckcraft, uh, he needs some karma for his wife. He's got $55 donation. She wants to- You've got...
3: Karma. We
2: got just Karma Day today. It is Karma uh, Day. Christopher Richards, North Platte, uh, Nebraska, 5333. Not sure where that comes from. He's loving the OSDC, excuse me, the DC, the oh, yeah, whatever. open
0: source daily source code, yes. It's
2: the future of radio. It
0: is. That's right. You should listen to it every, right after the show, before the show. It's noagendastream.com. We've got something amazing going on. Yeah, people. he's
2: got something amazing going on. But I douche the guy. Yeah. No problem. <laughs>
4: oh, no, 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 no,
2: There we go. Wow. That's a weird de-douche. That was a big mix-up. Guy you guys soaked. Let me just... <laughs> so, uh, he's also at Christopher with a K-R, if you want to go to Twitter and say hello. Mart- Martin P Martin Peters. In Vienna, UT Netherlands. Okay. Martin Peters. Martin Peters. No, Martin. Martin. No, it's Peter. R R Martin. Martin Peters. In Vianen. Vianen. Utrecht. Utrecht.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason they send money. It's just to I hear you pronounce it. Just just they don't well, even I, listen I, to the I'm show. Kidding. It's just like, hey, you want a cool ringtone? Hey, you should just send the PayPal this guy
2: and, <laughs> and then record it. It's funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the guy's phone ringing. Martin, Martin, Mar- Martin. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> Martin. <laughs> just go ahead. Yeah. Give him a ringtone. Give him a ringtone. Martin Peters in Vienna Utrecht.
0: <laughs> Your phone's ringing.
2: Could it be any bad, any worse than that? That's about it. That's perfect. It's been a while since donating. He's, he's catching up. A- Alan Martin, a more simplified version of the name, in Brandon, Florida, $50. Also, Bradley Serbu in Naples, Florida, a couple Floridians. Thank you very much. Uh, George Van- Vander, Larry Corpy, Ricky Pierce, they're on the uh, the knighthood march. They may actually have their knighthoods by now. We should do some accounting for them. Scott McKenzie, Stockport, Cheshire, uh, U.K., uh, Scott Singer oh, I
0: just uh, no, 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 no. No, in- want
2: to get the rest of the names and then we'll go back Okay. Scott Singer, Pewaukee, Wisconsin and Simon Dunstone in uh, Adelaide uh, uh, who needs a dedouching and so does apparently some other people let's go back to <laughs>
1: you've been dedouched he's
2: trying to change careers there in Australia uh, in the morning John and Adam says Scott McKenzie here's the first proceeds from the sales of one day in Gitmo Nation thank you honey from the noagendanovels.com. He's a, it's actually a male. I do no, I'm, th- I'm thanking uh, Michalajas Del Blanco. The download copies have been selling well, but I'd like to encourage people to pick up paperback copy for themselves and their friends in time for the World Book Day. It's
0: One Day in Gitmo Nation is a, a, a very funny novel. Uh, you can find it at noagendanovels.com. It is, I've read it. Uh, we sanction it. We are, uh, we're, we're on the back cover. Uh, the book uh, has been inspired by this program, and when you read it, you will. Uh, of course, it's a it's a terrifying story, uh, with an interesting ending. But everything is in it, everything, and uh, and you'll just you'll just chuckle. You you will
2: be laughing. The You're, regular listeners will love yeah, this. You'll book. be lolling throughout the book. And so uh, there's I guess a World Book Day. I'm not sure what that is, but maybe you can explain it to us. If it's World Book Day.
0: And then mm-hmm. um, I would like to just uh, say "Savadi Kap. To uh, Lek, who as far as he can tell is our first Thai donor to the show. Uh, his full name is Surachet Charlun uh, Kajon Chai, but you can just call him Lek. And uh, he's uh, donate- he only donated $42, but I thought it was interesting we had a Thai listener uh, in the
2: audience and wanted to say, Sawadika, which is about you- the only Thai I speak. What does it mean? Hey, how are you doing? It probably means I'm a douchebag. <laughs> so I'd be like, <laughs> uh, Idiot. Stupid <laughs> idiot. No, uh, maybe it gets, well, at least the ties have, have, have jumped on board. I mean, there's a small country. I mean, take a look at the country of India, for example. No, never mind. Don't take no, a look.
0: don't even, don't even go there. A prolific programmer will get up, upset. No, he's from Pakistan. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you say India, I say Pakistan. Um, so, so, I want to thank Org. everybody and also the
2: people that are jumping on board the $11.11 subscription. We appreciate that. Also, go to your email box and read the No Agenda. from The, the from is from No Agenda Show. Uh, there's a mailing we sent out as, uh, describing some of these new uh, uh, initiatives and also complaining about that Time Magazine cover. Yep. and. Uh, you know, we need this, all the support. We, we can't do the show without you. We, In fact, we try to give you uh, your money's worth in terms of total hours of usage. And Anyone who's a commuter in their car should appreciate this show because this gives you something to listen to that's not a bunch of, uh, you know, pablum. Pablum? That would be what the rest of the media is, is pablum. Pablum. Pablum is that is baby. The, that
0: is the word of the day,
2: pablum. Yeah, it's baby food.
0: Oh, word of the day, pablum. Um so yeah, Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldevorak.com slash NA, or go to noagendashow.com and uh, click on the donation link. Uh we absolutely uh need your support. Um and yeah, I do like the eleven eleven. Uh that's the new giving level. Everyone thanks for your five dollar a month for your lucky thirty, your thirty-three thirty-three uh mothership uh boarding passes. Uh those are gonna be sold out pretty soon, I think. I'll have to do some accounting on that as well. And now, ladies and gentlemen,
1: It's your birthday, birthday, on No Agenda. Ah, We
4: only
0: have one birthday uh, to celebrate today. It is Veronica Roberts, who we're going to dame in a moment. By the way, um, I know that most of you are thinking, poor old John. He doesn't even know what three cubed is. He thinks it's nine. It is actually 27. Happy birthday, Veronica Roberts, from your buddies here at the No Agenda Show.
1: It's your birthday, yeah.
2: Oh, you're right. It is 27, because 3 times 3 is 9. That's uh, 3 is uh, uh, is squared, and then times 3 is 27. <sighs> really? Well, not. It's not as funny. I mean, it's funny <laughs> to think she's 9. Grab, grab your blade, dude. Grab you your go. blade.
0: Yeah. Hold on.
2: Where is it? Here it comes. Oh, okay. Good. Stuck. Veronica
0: Roberts, now officially 3 cubed and congratulated as such. We would like you to uh, step forward here to the dais and step up to the Mavericks of Media. As you have supported this program in an outrageous amount of more than $1,000, and we could not be more proud to officially knight you, Dame Veronica Roberts. Please come on over to the round table. Enjoy your Cabernet and
2: Rent boys. There you go. I feel like an idiot for not knowing she's 27.
0: So um, the hot ticket last night, John... Uh, at Le White House, Le Villa Blanche, uh, was, of
2: course, the state dinner for the,
0: is uh, the prime minister of... Uh,
2: no, he was the, he's the premier, the guy who runs the place. Yeah, he's, he's the top dog. Top dog. Whatever they call him. So they uh, they had... Uh, the, you know, he only went because he thought it was a steak dinner. <laughs> they actually had apple pie and uh, some, like, old meat. <laughs> old meat. He was like, yeah,
0: like, <laughs> that's what they said. It was like, I heard about the guy. I'm interested in that. What are they eating there? So, uh, of course, uh, Jamie Dimon there, uh, Blank Fine from Goldman Sachs, uh, all the banksters were in the house, but also on the list. Very interesting.
2: You okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. Am I banging the mic? Yeah, just a little. Sorry.
0: Uh, other uh, people who are very important uh, to uh, world events, such as Barbara Streisand and James Brolin. Oh. Uh, very, very good. Or how about this one? Yo-Yo Ma. Which is his actual name, apparently. His name yeah, is... Yeah, Yo-Yo. Mr. Yo-Yo Ma. Well, and, f- yeah, okay. and my favorite, this she must have been on Michelle's guest list, Anna Wintour of Vogue magazine. These are all really important people. And they're really world leaders and making <laughs> it all happen.
2: And well, uh, Anna Wintour is probably the most important she's person. She's probably the most influential really. <laughs> pe- person
0: there. You're right. Um, just a quick... Uh, a shout-out to all of the lower-level elites who are actually good and not on board with the program, as um, the Ministry of Truth, known as WikiLeaks, is about to out you. Uh, so they say that they have uh, 2,000 bank and tax records yeah. of people hiding money in Switzerland. Well, these are the people who aren't on board with the program,
2: obviously. Yeah, obviously.
0: You're getting screwed. Congratulations! Hey,
2: I thought I went through it because it was a secret. Hey, we kept it a secret, man. We kept it a secret. This crook stole our stuff. We're, gonna, we're, we're suing him. Uh, we kept it a secret. Yeah. It's not our fault. Yeah. And what's interesting
0: is, uh, and throwback to the, uh, the OMB uh, database of uh, regulations, they've changed the regulations for reporting uh, of foreign income, and there's all kinds of exemptions. If I think basically, if you have elite on your passport, then you don't have to report it. Uh, but that comes at the same time. WikiLeaks is about to—I uh, mean, coincidence? I think not. Comes at the same time they're about to announce two thousand uh, uh, clearly slaves who oh, this are, who is are the, getting out. That you
2: mentioned. This is the one clip that I, I didn't grab. But did you see that? You know, talking about the uh, elites, we, and we talked earlier about the Golden Globes. It was the guy who is Soren that jerk off sorkin the guy or what's his name sorkin. the guy was, Aaron Sorkin, sorkin. Yes. Andrew Sorkin came up and he Aaron. went and he no, went no,
0: No 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 on. you made a very interesting mistake Andrew Sorkin writes for the New York Times It's
2: the other oh, Sorkin who yeah, is the, 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 this sorkin, the And the, I think the, they're related actually I wouldn't be surprised but whatever the case is this Sorkin the guy who is the producer that yeah. did the, west, the wing. Left, west west wing the left, the left wing <laughs> The left wing, <laughs> the left wing. <laughs> and he's also Clinton's pal, and the rest of it. Yeah, he yeah. comes out there with a speech pro elite. Did oh you yeah, see, hear this. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's yeah. like, and this shows you why how important the elite are. I try to tell my daughters that she can be sitting in this great audience with all the elites, and elitism is good.
0: Oh, you know, you're right. I should have pulled that one. That the was guys a, like Gordon Gecko. That was. Uh, let me see. Maybe I can Sorkin. Globe's speech. Let me just see if we have it. That I was, it was. I thought
2: it was abhorrent.
0: You know, and he. I agree. And he did. He did go on to say all these crazy ass things. That was, that was kind of scary, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I thought it was frightening, and I actually meant to clip it. And I don't know where I probably did and erased it or something. Well, if you, really if you have
0: a second, um, here it is, and we can actually I can probably scroll to that part because that was near the end, right? Yeah. It's,
2: it, yeah, it was at the, the end.
0: elitist
6: the lives of two women Oh uh, shit
0: shit quality let's see if we can get to
6: this off on behalf of Ben matter uh, the social network uh, was a triumph of teamwork beginning with Amy. Pascal yeah blah
0: blah 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 White blah okay back. let's fast forward
6: uh, our producers Dana brunetti michael uh... deluca scott chafin and scott rudin uh... who is the best uh, uh, was uh, my great friend and an honest to God national treasure, David Fincher.
0: Uh, a uh, national treasure, David Fincher. code
6: Who was able to make scenes of typing and sometimes scenes of just. It's even
0: further, typing. huh? It's really at the end. Okay. a
6: visionary and an incredible altruist. And I want to thank all the female nominees tonight for helping demonstrate to my young daughter that elite is not a bad word; it's an aspirational one. Um, honey, look around. smart girls have more fun, and you 're one of them. I uh, love you. thank you
0: very, very much. I appreciate it you 're being elite
2: wow pretty uh pretty outrageous there, yeah, nobody called him out on it of course no, nobody no, cares no. so what 's his first name it 's not andrew it 's what Aaron Aaron right yeah. Aaron Andrew, yeah, they probably are related. Why not this you know part of the you know military industrial uh, media complex yep well there he's on board with
0: the whole goldman sachs uh, facebook ipo that's why oh, hey that's elites true. are good elites
6: are good dude yeah, I, look I got pre-ipo
2: this goldman sachs thing at the behest of the general yeah. public in general they're gonna get screwed as usual isn't it great to be an elite that we can
1: screw all the little people
0: <laughs> learn from me children it's good speaking of elites the uh, the president of the rabo which is a very interesting bank in uh, the Netherlands. They start off as kind of a farmers bank, and um, th- each bank is an. It's more like a cooperative bank. Uh, but they, uh, because they have so many uh, of these smaller banks that they all put under one uh, one label, they are actually uh, the biggest bank in the land. And uh, he uh, wrote a um, uh, a letter, uh, a public letter. And he said, and I'm translating on the fly here, he says it's uh, it's really time that the world economy returns to a standard that is not dependent upon one country. Boy, I'm doing this really well, this on the fly. Uh, uh, he says it should be a little bit like uh, gold under the old gold standard, but it's going to be different uh, because of the use of gold as a standard uh, has too many uh, disadvantages, uh, It's uh, it's uh, it's not for nothing that the world uh, got off the gold standard. Yeah, right. Go talk to China. No one left the gold standard. Really, uh, it's better to uh, not use the U.S. dollar because uh, uh, you know there's uh, there's too uh, too many uh, too much variation. It is better to uh, start using the SDR. Oh, which has been that one. Up. Yeah, which has been approved by the International Monetary Fund. We need to uh, really pump this thing up. Uh, the S-
2: this idiot again.
0: This is um, his name is Vim Bonstra. He's actually the chief uh, economist uh, of the Rabobank, and he published this on the 13th of January in the uh, financial uh, newspaper in uh, Gitmo Nation Lowlands. Uh, so the I think elites- our
2: economic hitman better take care of this guy.
0: Yeah. So the elites are yeah are uh, U.S. economic hitman.
2: Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, they're they're you know they're backing off a little bit here, but they'll be back in business. Take care of this. Meanwhile,
0: our our elites, uh, and this is uh, back to just uh, a little bit of.
5: uh... And now back to real news. Uh,
0: You forgot this story last week, and I actually pulled a clip uh, just to satisfy
5: you.
3: Last week, rapper uh, 50 Cent, also known as Curtis Jackson the Third. well really, who calls him that? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was his busy mama. sending, yeah, exactly, that's uh, it. He was sending out Twitter messages to his 3.8 million followers. But
0: instead of ta- talking about, rather, new music, he was giving stock picking advice. Here to talk about what happened and why you should guard against celebrity pitches is Jill Schlesinger, editor-at-large at CBSMoneyWatch.com. She's up in New York for us. Jill, good morning. Good morning.
3: Good morning. All right, so what happened? All right, this is just such a wild story. So, Fitty Cent oh. goes out and he says. It's such a wild story, but by the
0: way,
2: I can say Fitty Seven. Well, we, the we, we be did saying. discuss this last show.
0: No, we discussed it after the show when
2: you said, damn it, I wanted to discuss this. Oh, is that right? Yes. That's, that's the problem with talking not on the show. He,
3: he wants to start talking about a penny stock. That's a really, really risky investment in a stock that hasn't really matured yet. It was called H and H Imports. He sends out this tweet. He says they are no joke. Get in now. You can double your money right now. The one thing he didn't do is he didn't say, "Hey, I own twelve point nine percent of this stock." The stock went up two hundred and seventy percent in just hours after he sent those messages so uh,
0: i'm sure you discussed this on uh, dvorak horowitz unplugged that's probably why you're confused
2: well i'm confused because i thought i discussed it with you no well you did but not yeah, now well, that's the problem and yeah. that by the way i want to remind people out there why, why we, we don't, don't talk to each other <laughs> we don't so we don't talk to each other And we also that this is why a lot of people a lot of shows you watch on television are pre you know they do a pre-interview and the pre-interviews ruin the show for that reason, that I, I, we just, in fact, from time to time, we exhibited it in real time.
0: That's right. From time to time, I'll call John to ask him for advice about, like, I asked, I asked for advice about something the other day, and I call him, and he'll answer the phone like, "Yeah," because he, he's afraid of, like, I have cancer or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what? What's up? What's wrong? What's Why, what's are, ha- you why are you calling me? What's wrong? Something's it's like you I have died. some horrible thing happening. It's like what? What? No, no, man, I just want to ask you some advice about something because <laughs> oh. I always sit here and like. Who could, you know, I should call John because he'll know. But I don't want to freak him out by calling him. <laughs> anyway, so, of course, uh, uh, where is Cass Sunstein now when 50 Cent is doing a pump
2: and dump on stock?
0: I can It's unbelievable. That's outrageous. This pump and dump. That's outrageous. And I have seen no
2: illegal action taken against it.
0: Yeah, none whatsoever. That's because he is on the, the only reason the guy is allowed to be successful and make money is because he's part of the, the New World Order regime. He's there to control the slaves. The guy's name is 50 Cent. Hello? Does it not tell you enough right there? Yeah, hey, uh, it's pretty bad. It's in the name. Your dollar's going to be worth 50 Cent.
2: You know what? Just something you mentioned a few minutes ago, I want to run a clip by you, which is the like weird names, which this top topic came up with me because of the bad acting clip that I have I want to play. But you don't have to play it. But I, I do have a weird name. Uh, you, you, Yo Yo Ma, you mentioned. This one here is a woman who is the, and I was thinking about this that people should be taking stage names. You know, I think, I mean, John Stewart's name is like, you know, Ruben Lab- Rabinowitz or yeah. something. You know, <laughs> Rabinowitz. Yeah, it is probably. It's something like that. And it's like he's he's smart enough to take a stage name. But some of these other people don't take stage names. And and I think it creates an awkward environment on a show. This is Good Morning America. Excuse my voice for crackling. Diane Sawyer throwing it to the uh, newsreader.
3: And now
7: Diane Sawyer with a preview of tonight's world news. Diane. And a good morning to you, Juju.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Juju? Yeah. me off guard. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Juju Bean.
0: Hello, Juju. Yeah, no, it's it's become.
2: Can't she you rename herself Vicky or something? This it doesn't sound like it's like a a slur. I mean, it's ridiculous to have a name Juju on network television. Personally, I think. I mean, maybe I'm old-fashioned.
0: What is the um, the uh, the the guy the new uh, head of the Republican National Committee? His name is
2: Oh, this Rents- guy. His Rents name is non-disclosure yeah. he's got some crazy name that makes no sense it's rents prebus and someone pointed out Rens that, Rens priebus, This prebus not a real name <laughs> it's not It's a comic book name it's
0: not and i'll tell you why so you spell it r-e-i-n-c-e p-r-i-e-b-u-s now if you take out all the vowels you get r-n-c-p-r-b-s
2: Thank one of our producers for that observation.
0: Yes, uh, I, I could look it up. Isn't that beautiful? No, no, it's not
2: important. They just need to be thanked. Yeah, uh, yeah I got the biggest kick out of that, too. And,
0: I, and I'm like, well, you know, <clears throat> the brain parses a lot of things, and it could be a complete New World, New World Order joke. We're just like, hey, you know, let's just mess with the slaves.
2: I have a good idea. Well, <laughs> wait, nobody's going to hear Here's the meeting. <laughs> wait,
6: second, Adam. The meeting will now nobody's come to gonna order. Nobody's going to believe
2: a guy's got a name like that.
0: Let's get, the meeting will now come to order. Hey, let's mess with all the slaves. I know what we'll do. We'll send a coded message that the RNC public relations is bullcrap. I know what we'll do. We'll make up a name. Yeah, this will be funny. And <laughs> and watch everyone try to pronounce it. No one will remember this guy. Reince Priebus.
2: It's well, Rince. Good, it's like Rince A good Rince. example of this is also our new our new Larry King. Oh,
0: Pierce Morgan.
2: Pierce Morgan spelled P I E R S as in peers. Yeah, you peers. know, like yo, I'm gonna be out on, on the pier thirty <laughs> five. I'll be on the pier. So, so there's, so I have a clip. He, of by the way,
0: b- he's a dick. Can I he's just a say total
2: that? dick? But yeah. he's also the thing that's gonna kill the show. And I got a clip here to prove it. This is him interviewing Condi Rice. It's a very short clip, but this shows you the absolute banality of this guy's personality, what he's interested in, and what he thinks is interesting to the public, it's beyond imagination.
5: I do, right I way. do. But unbelievably, so you didn't get a cold in the eight years that you served in office?
3: That's right.
5: Nothing? Not a sniffle?
3: Uh, well, not a sniffle, but I took very good care of myself. And How? I,
6: How do you stop getting a cold? Well, you exercise,
8: you take care of yourself, and there are some advantages to living alone. <laughs> What are they? <laughs> you don't get cold. <laughs> so
6: you live alone in a sterile home. A little bit like no that. No one's allowed uh, in. A little
8: bit like that, yes, right.
6: It's fascinating. It's yeah. fascinating.
2: It's fascinating. It's fascinating. It's stupid. Why are you even talking? It's stupid. You've got Condi Rice sitting in front of you and you're talking about catching a cold? I had lots of sniffles, yeah. The guy's an idiot. Yeah.
0: Well, he's also... He was a... I think it was the Daily Mail. He was the editor. And he got kicked out. He got fired because he doctored uh, military pictures. uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, trying to show that something else was going on. The a a total Ministry of Truth dick. He's a dick. And the show's going to go nowhere. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Uh, But, you know, Americans don't really... under. We like British people when it's... um, uh anthony uh hopkins we like uh you know we we like the, the the shakespearean actors we don't like you know smart ass like even ricky gervais has got to watch it and he and he even made a, a heather mills joke like dude like get a clue no one's understanding this humor it's, it's america dude no one it, heather mills that was 2005 we don't care yeah. it was like ah, no 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 so pierce morgan it's not gonna work it's just not gonna work other than he's going to be sending whatever messages the uh, Ministry of Truth wants him to well, send. Well, it
2: doesn't make any difference. The, the audience is just going to start to fade. In fact, Howard Stern, I think, was his second guess. And yeah. he...
0: Also, not a good uh, subject. If you want big audience, I don't think Howard Stern is the one you want.
2: Uh, Well, I would agree with that, but Howard Stern, who also took over the show, and it was made it easy for him, but Stern himself said, you know, it's easy when you book Oprah and some big names at the beginning, he says, give this show three weeks, and this is, he actually said the show's going to flop. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it is going to flop. Yeah.
0: All right, so um, uh, another big distraction of the week, which I'd like to play the jingle for. The
6: distraction of the week, on no agenda, look
0: over. So um, of course, uh, our voice does carry a little bit, and uh, after a year, <laughs> finally, uh, mainstream news is was starting to catch on about Haiti. And uh, <laughs> wow, you know, hey, th- where'd all that money go? And uh, gee, that that's kind of weird. Like, how come uh, they the Red Cross collected all this money? They've only spent half of it yet there's no rubble uh, remove only 5%. This is, you know, so people are starting to look into it. So what Good. do they do? They pull out Baby Doc Duvalier and it's the big distraction of the week for Haiti. This is uh, Somebody says Clinton
2: flew him in.
0: Of course he did. This uh, this is what I'm saying. They the, the Baby Doc who uh uh No, everyone knows was a uh, renowned drug dealer. He was moving coke through uh, the presidential palace. Uh, So all of a sudden, it's like, we need a big distraction. The guy shows up. Boom! It's all over the news. Everyone's talking about Baby Doc. He's got a great name, Baby Doc. You know, the whole thing. It's real easy for the stupid media to latch on to. You know, he relied on brutal private militia known as the Tontons Makutas which controlled Haiti through violence and intimidation. Uh, Everyone's jumping on this bandwagon uh, just to distract the attention from the fact that none of the money has actually gotten on the ground, certainly not for non-sexy things such as backhoes and dump trucks to remove the rubble. And then if you go to uh, ClintonBushHaiti.org, There they are, our two massive elitist bullcrappers with Send Us Your Cash version 2.0. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the former presidents of the United States of Gitmo Nation, Bill Clinton and George W. Bush. The
1: people of Haiti were hit by the massive earthquake. The people of America and the world came to their aid. President Clinton and I have seen firsthand the power of your contributions at work. The Clinton Bush Haiti Fund is on the ground. Funding programs that create jobs, teach skills, and assist local businesses. Please continue to help us help the people of Haiti so they can rebuild and thrive. Thank you.
8: you. (laughs) Go now to ClintonBushHaitiFund.org. We just need cash. I know a lot of people
1: want to send blankets water just send your cash so so
2: bush says he's seen the 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 money at work what's he talking about putting the jet fuel in the uh no no
0: no what you have to see it doesn't quite work without the video because they so they're sitting there and then they have b-roll and they have little black haitians uh sewing beads (laughs) and he said we've seen the money working on the ground there and he's like kids sewing up beads (laughs) oh my god it's just unbelievable Meanwhile Sounds like something uh, to be
2: worth re-editing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Meanwhile, uh, Southern Florida developer has big plans for Haitian City. Uh, and this guy is uh, in bed with this Michael Capone. He is a developer from uh, uh, Miami Beach. Jacques Mel is a port town with the potential to become a major tourist destination, he says. Really? Is that north or south? Um, I'm sorry, that I don't know. Okay. No, it's in the mountains. Oh. But, it, but it's a port, so it would be probably on the west coast, I think. Oh, wow. I went to Jock Mel and said, You got to be kidding me, Capone said. It has an airport, everything's there. All you have to do is renovate this place and teach them how to invite tourism. So, since I know how to do that and we have these people, you know, those black people over there, them slaves, I said, You know what? Instead
2: of giving fish and rice every day, why don't we invite them over to Jock Mel, give them a hammer, and have them restore Landmark City? Does this guy sound like Yosemite Sam when he talks? Yes, about what's
0: yes, the- I'm doing an exact impersonation. Construction is underway this week. Haitian workers began laying the groundwork for new restaurants and bars, <laughs> and Capone <laughs> said there will eventually be beachfront resorts. Hopefully, on the anniversary in 2012. While the rest of them people are still living in them tents, I think we can stand here at the beginning of the new jock mill. We can invite all of our friends from around the world with major bands and performances <laughs> and give these people jobs. <gasps> major bands. It, like, you too. I'm calling you too and stink. Who else will be there? Major bands for the performances.
2: Oh, yeah. There'll be a bunch of these phony baloneys showing and up.
0: And Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. He's going to be there. I guarantee you Bon Jovi will be. sing uh, some kind of... Uh, oh, and I, and I hope... Uh, Dennis Leary. Uh, Dennis Leary is the uh, final clip of the day from his uh, new uh, TV special, The Douchebag Song. Remind me to play that. Hmm. So uh, just disgusting. Disgusting. You know, there are people still buried in houses because the
2: rubble has not been removed. They don't even know who's dead then. It's a year.
0: Yeah, the people are dead in the rubble.
2: What? Number of billions billions of dollars. The money has not gone there, and people are still buried in rubble. And by, it's ridiculous.
0: And by the way, uh, on the uh, org site, not a single piece of financial information.
2: Not a single piece. And they're still begging for money.
0: I can tell you that the uh, chief executive officer... Uh, Prior to uh, his leadership at the Clinton-Bush Haiti Fund, this is Gary Edson, uh, served as Deputy National Security Advisor, Deputy National Economic Advisor, and Deputy Assistant to the President for International Economic Affairs for George W. Bush. Hmm, really? And the uh, Executive Vice President, Charles Rees, he uh, has actually taken a leave of absence from the Rand Corporation (laughs) to uh, do this important work in uh, Haiti. (laughs) it's just funny uh then we have the uh, vice president of programs and investment uh who uh let's see what was he uh he was uh, <coughs> prior to that worked at the international finance corporation <sighs> it just goes on and on um vice president of marketing is uh, meg galloway uh, from the world wildlife fund another fine new world order front the treasurer Anita bot now when the treasurer is the person who runs the money. And she, of course, was the CFO and treasurer for the Bush-Clinton-Katrina Fund. How we know how well that went. These are all really great people who were uh, involved in this uh, foundation. And the board members are even more interesting, John. The board members. Let me see. Uh, co-chairman uh, is Miss Laura Graham. She is chief operating officer for the Clinton Foundation and uh, is chief of staff to President Clinton. Okay, so we've got our shill in there. Josh Bolton is the co-chairman as well. Um, he was director of the Office of Management and Budget. Well, we, we just talked about that office. Uh, that's very important. Uh, Henriette Holzman-Four, a double name, so you know she's an elite, uh, worked for USAID. Yeah. It, it's, 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 that's it's an like,
2: economic hitman.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's it's one big joke.
2: One big yeah, it is joke. a big joke. It's, it's a, pathetic. Yeah. I don't even know why we keep talking about it. It's well, just plain it, it, because
0: someone has to talk about these poor people. Someone yeah, has to talk right. about well, it. I might as
2: well keep reminding people what a scam, this is an ongoing scam. It's been going on for a year.
0: More than we a year
2: now. We've been following it since the, since they first put these celebrities on TV and told you to, to text your money. That was a good one. They're they
0: still doing that. At the end of that clip, they're still saying text your money, ten dollars. Text your money, text your money. Come on, text your money. Text your money. Text your money. Text your money. We should get a, we should get on board with that, man. We should get our money texted to us. We should have our money
2: texted. I want text. I want text money. Text just text us your cash. We'll have to look into that. So uh, text us your cash. To change topics a bit. Sure. Uh, I have a a kind of a funny, there there was a really good front line. They're doing an expose on the millions of intelligence agency kind of outlets or mini mall outlets that are cropping up all over the country. We've talked about this before, but I got the biggest kick out of this illegal photography clip that they had. You know, photography is like going to be made illegal somehow. Luckily, it's as dangerous as
0: a gun. I mean, you can't dangerous as a gun. You shouldn't even
2: mention the word gun,
5: but play that. Local police are being told to look out for suspicious behavior around public facilities. (laughs) Picture taking. (laughs) Map drawing. (laughs) Evasive driving.
0: Do you mind if I start this again? Picture <laughs> if you can hold taking, it together, picture yeah. taking, map yeah. drawing and evasive driving. Yes,
5: picture taking is suspicious. <laughs> Local police are being told to look out for suspicious behavior around public facilities. Picture taking, map
6: drawing, evasive driving. <laughs> I think any time we have activity and and photographs of those sorts of facilities and, and it comes to our attention, we need to ask the questions why or look at who's taking the pictures to find out something about them. But even that simple
5: instruction can get local police in trouble.
6: A gentleman who was photographing an Amtrak train uh, was arrested by Amtrak police and handcuffed and uh, detained because they thought this behavior was suspicious.
5: It was an Amtrak-sponsored photography contest.
2: <laughs> I mean, you can't write oh. this stuff.
0: I love it. Hey, hey, I caught you driving evasively.
2: <laughs> what did you change lanes for? Well,
0: you should hit that person. Otherwise, you're a terrorist. Crazy. Wow. That's a great clip, John. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. No, I mean, it, it, it
2: ends up, the, the whole conclusion is we've, we're spending you know millions, hundreds of millions of dollars on technologies and all these things. And, and it's, it's not making anybody any safer. It's a waste of the taxpayers' money. It's putting everybody on lists. It's, it's a, you know, and everybody's spying on each other. It's ruining the country. That's the one thing that's not really being brought up. It's changing the culture of the United States to turn Americans against Americans, and that's what we should be resisting. And, and nobody's really looking at it from that perspective, that it's a culturally a disaster. And long term, it has all kinds of really negative implications, and I'm surprised that, that well, just, they
0: don't. Yeah, go, just go look at the beta test of Gitmo Nation East, United Kingdom. Uh, now the uh, citizens network has been is expanding, in Gitmo Nation Lowlands report on your neighbors. It's a, it's the Stasi network that is uh, being implemented of uh, reporting on people. Yeah. Really, it's it's not it's not good. Let me uh, give you this one for a second. Shadow puppet theater.
2: You mentioned John Podesta earlier, did you not? I did mention, uh, for some unknown reason, through his name, and when I meant Mike Pence. Well, he has left the. uh, He's out of the
0: administration. Didn't he just leave? I don't know. Did he? Yeah, I think he did. Uh, he has now joined Joule Unlimited, Inc. Oh,
2: yeah. He left it. He I think he was. Yeah, he joined Joule Unlimited. Oh, brother.
0: Yeah. So he's now going to become. This uh... is
2: a uh, <laughs> Joule Unlimited is the most interesting. It, it actually backs up a lo- lot of the thinking that that the process of oil is not fossil fuel, but a continuous process, which we've talked about mm-hmm. uh, that, it, you know, that, which is why we can't seem to run out of oil because it's a continuous process. You know, deep in the bowels of the earth, there's fungi and bacteria and whatever creating oil constantly. I mean, this is a base, this is a theory that then it has a name, and we've used it on the show before. So these guys have exploited this with a company called Jewel. And uh, by the way, it's one of about four technologies that, that purport to do what, what they claim to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, theirs is one of the, you know a proprietary technology they've developed, and, they, and it's loaded with so many White House and Washington shills that it just looks like some sort of a money grab. Of you know, research, get, let's give us a lot of money, research money, and it's going to go nowhere. But I don't know.
0: Well, I just thought it was interesting that uh, the revolving door continues. Nothing ever stops.
2: Yeah, and let me explain what Joule is to people. What they've supposedly done. It, I consider it a perpetual motion machine, which means it's never going to work. It's bullcrap, <clears throat> and it reminds me of zero point energy stuff, which Adam thinks is possible. Anyway, uh, the idea is they. What do you found think? This about- whole
0: thing. My whole house is running on it as we speak.
2: Well, that's, I think you should eat, eat more yogurt. Anyway, so the, soy. Uh, the idea is is that they have a bacteria. This one's based on E. coli. There's two or three other bacteria that apparently can do this. Not to the effect that this one can. They got this bacteria. And by feeding it, he's got every meat. The problem is this also has too many memes in it that makes me very suspicious. You feed it carbon dioxide and give it a little sunlight. And it cranks out fossil fuel or cranks out oil or diesel. Cool. And uh, so you just so this gets rid of the CO2 problem, gets rid of our dependence on foreign oil problem. It has all these other benefits. And it takes, like, a, about an acre of solar panels or whatever to make this thing give out a couple gallons of whatever. It's, hmm. it's supposedly more efficient per acre than growing uh, sugarcane or corn to make ethanol. Uh, I mean, that's the math. Wow. And, you know, it's a possibility, but I personally, it sounds a little too, it sounds fishy to me
0: um i would like to uh, we're getting near the end of the show here and uh, of course i'm nowhere near done with the topics i had uh, m- the topics of course are can always be found in the show notes at no agenda couple of magic numbers for you john as you know uh, whenever uh, you see the magic number 33 that is of course uh, the evil elites laughing at us uh with something in the news um 33 relatives of deposed tunisian president arrested
2: 33. 33. Not 32? No, no. Not,
1: not 31? No,
0: not 34. 33 relatives. That's a huh. big message right there. And, of course, that was a, a CIA magic color uh, Facebook revolution. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, so that's, that's the, obvious. That's, that's
2: just a, a confirmation.
0: That's a confirmation. Uh, then we have... So let,
2: uh, this is what we do. We kinda, we we're looking for these analysis points, and they have. They, I don't know why they, they insist on doing this, but just to make sure you know. Yeah, it's, it's just pointing it out. Community Trust
0: Bank Corp Q4 profits up 33%. Always love that one. Interesting. And then my favorite, customs officials seized cocaine worth 33 million US dollars in en route to China. <laughs> I wonder what message that was confirming. <sighs> Well, it should have been heroin. If it's you, never hear about heroin getting picked up. No, it's they, always no cocaine. They, they Apparently,
2: there's nobody uses heroin. No, no. <laughs>
0: no one's using heroin. Oh no, not at all. Uh, today should be interesting, uh, John. Uh, we have a blast off from Vandenberg uh, uh, Lift Off Base Station. What time? One p.m. I believe. Uh, hold on a second. I shall tell you the exact time.
2: Because it depends on the direction, but sometimes they fly over Today's the Today's first
0: ever launch of a Delta IV heavy booster. This, by the Ooh. way, is a monstrous machine.
2: Oh, this is a, one of the this great big shows one. that you'll ever see.
0: Air. Uh, this is from Vandenberg Air Force Base. It's on schedule. The Delta is slated to lift off from uh, the complex at 1.08 p.m. Following lift off, the rocket will rise vertically for several seconds. It will then slowly pitch over and probably, <laughs> probably head southward over the ocean. Um, what is this rocket doing is, of course, what I always ask myself. Uh, it's just
2: nothing. Well, the payload is classified. Yeah. But it's a uh, big rocket, so it's a big payload.
0: Well, no, but I can tell you uh, who's paying for it. It is NRO, the National Reconnaissance Office. Oh. So they're sending up the biggest rocket you can imagine, uh, and it's the National Reconnaissance Office. And let me just go to the homepage for a second, which is very fun. Uh, and they have a press release. A national Reconnaissance Office NRO payload... Uh, oh, that's, I'm sorry. That's uh, 2009. Wrong one. Uh, they are actually in charge. They call themselves uh, Recon- National Reconnaissance Office 50 Years of Vigilance from Above. Our vision. Vigilance from Above. Our mission. Innovative Overhead Intelligence Systems for National Security. These, this is a huge spy satellite to take pictures of your butt.
2: Actually, it sounds like you have even more than one satellite in that load. The NRO
0: designs, builds, and operates the nation's reconnaissance satellites. NRO products provide. Well, if to it's an...
2: headed south.
0: Which well, means... no, no, listen. NRO products provided to an expanding list of customers, like the Central Intelligence Agency and the Department of Defense, can warn of potential trouble spots around the world, help plan military operations, and monitor the environment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get that in there. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you something. You're on a hill. You have a you have. Oh, I'm going to have a great view. Yeah. If yeah. it's going to be headed south, I would be outside about 108. It'll launch. It'll probably pass over around uh, about a minute, minute, two minutes after that. Yeah. And if it's going in your direction, it goes across the sky. You'll probably get to see separation, which I've witnessed a couple of times from Vancouver. I from had shots.
0: separation last night. I don't yeah, necessarily. <laughs> NASA warns solar flares from huge space storm will cause devastation, reports the Telegraph in uh, in, uh, Gitmo Nation East. And Britain could face widespread power blackouts and be left without critical communication signals for long periods of time after the Earth is hit by this once-in-a-generation space storm. John, Google space storm movie for me. (laughs) National power grids could overheat. Air travel could be severely disrupted. While electronic items, navigation devices, and major satellites could stop working after the sun reaches its maximum power in a few years, senior space agency scientists believe the Earth will be hit with unprecedented levels of magnetic energy from solar flares after the sun wakes from a deep slumber sometime around 2013. Uh, John, space storm movie 2013 is the Google term. Due to humans... I love this. This year it said human resources. Due to humans' heavy reliance on electronic devices which are sensitive to magnetic energy, the storm could leave a multi-billion pound damage bill, potentially devastating problems for governments. I'm thinking they're expecting an EMP to go off, and they're going to call it something else.
2: Well, I'm not getting a movie yet, but I'm sure there's a movie involved. There's got to be a movie about that. Yeah.
0: We, this, it has happened, though. and We have had solar yeah, space... You, storms have, that we you don't around. have the
2: kind of outage they described... It's, we're That's gonna, never happened.
0: No, but it's huge. And I just want to uh, give a little tip of the hat there uh, to the uh, to the people operating Harp for their earthquake in Pakistan. Good job. Ten meter deep. This has all the signatures of Harp. Seven point two on the something scale. Someone actually sent me a clip. I should play that uh, on Sunday uh, from the, I think the Science or Discovery Channel uh, that explains the new scale. Uh, in like a one-minute clip. Oh,
2: yeah, I would like to see see that myself.
0: Yeah, remind me, so we can both forget. Remind me to uh, to play that clip. And what we don't really have time for, unfortunately, is uh, George Clooney on Morning Joe. Uh,
2: yeah, George Clooney is, is becoming an embarrassment. They're going to have to find somebody better.
0: And what was really interesting, uh, well, maybe... Nah, I mean, it's too long.
2: He doesn't seem to be into it. I, I also have a bunch of more Ask Adams... Oh, which we could. Well, do. you
0: want to do one more before we leave? We'll do an ask. Well,
2: guys? let's. Well, let me think if I got one here. That, yeah, there's a good one here because it has a very funny ending. It's a, it's about a minute and a half, I think. Okay, but it, it actually gets kind of funny. But it's a it's a clip of uh, three different Democrats. I uh, f- forget the name of the first guy. The second guy's your buddy. Uh, that the guy that was My John buddy. Stewart's roommate.
0: Oh no, Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner, your pal. It's a
2: dick. And then uh, then John Miller, who's a kind of a left wing nut. And they're bitching about the fact that the Republicans are pushing through this, you know, this repeal of the health care bill, which seems like a waste of money. But they're all bitching and moaning. But the, the, the nature of their bitching and moaning is unique. And it requires me to ask you about it after you hear the clip
5: we cannot go backwards no way no how
3: not now not ever i would say to americans watching at home think which side you're on if you are in love with insurance companies and want them to succeed and you don't care about anything else
1: by all means this is your team
3: These are your guys
1: (laughs) has anybody any family in america any single mother any any spouse, any child, any grandparent met a more bureaucratic system than the American health insurance system. There is no more bureaucratic system. When you send in your premium, they tell you you sent it the wrong place. When you send in your bill, you send it to the wrong person. When you send it to the right person, they say that person's left their job. Nobody wants to go back there, ladies and gentlemen, nobody. They've been there for 50 years and healthcare costs have gone up faster than Gentleman's any other segment in our economy. Faster than anything you can imagine. Gentleman's faster than a speeding rocket. Faster than a speeding airplane. <laughs> faster than Superman. Healthcare costs have gone up because of the insurance
0: bureaucracy. Gentlemen's time has expired.
2: <laughs> What's the question? The question is. Yes. Apparently, they believe that what the Republicans are doing is reintroducing the idea that, you know, we should get health care from insurance companies. But it doesn't, what they're saying makes zero sense because they do not i mean the the bill as obama passed it makes it makes people get insurance that they didn't have to get before right. which would boost the insurance company uh uh you know make it make things worse so but, i'm yeah. so i want to i, I want to understand the logic and secondly doesn't the government Uh, Don't they have agencies, and now they can apparently post whatever they want and do whatever they want Uh with their agencies to control the fact that the insurance company is is abusing their their, uh, subscribers? Why? Uh So I'm not making sense of this. Make sense of it for me, Adam. Okay, well, uh, I'm glad you asked me, John. Boy, do we need a jingle for this segment.
0: I'm glad you asked me because I had some help on understanding this from Stephanie Cutter. And Stephanie Cutter is uh, relatively new in uh, in the administration. She is uh, yet another one of these special advisors to our president, uh, who was a chief of staff to Michelle Obama, and she served as a Little Timmy Geithner's counselor. Uh, she was named in 2009 as GQ magazine, one of the 50 most powerful people in Washington, and she is the assistant to the president for special projects charged with managing the communications and outreach strategy for the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, known as Obamacare. And she took to the whiteboard, John, and she explained exactly how it's going to work. And she explained exactly what's happening. And I'm going to turn this around and ask you a question. Are you ready for it? I guess. By the way, this woman is a communications expert. She, uh, after she left the previous administration... I bet she is. You, well, you listened to her. She is the most horrible... The most horrible communicator I have ever seen. Maybe it's because she's hot. Maybe, uh, maybe she, she's really communicating. She, now she's milfy. Yeah, she, uh, she's milfy. She talks into someone's microphone, that's for sure. They even had to edit her video and put a voiceover in because she forgot to communicate something. But I will ask you a question about what she's communicating. Yeah, oh, this is the scribbling on the whiteboard.
8: Hello, everybody. Hello. My name is Stephanie Cutter. Uh, I'm an assistant to the president who's been working as part of a team to help implement the new health care law. Mm-hmm. The health care law was passed roughly uh, 11 months ago and signed into law. The president made it clear then that he wanted us to move quickly but carefully to implement the law. There's been lots of talk recently Edit. about rolling back the Affordable Care Act, repealing it, and going back to the days of skyrocketing premiums and out-of-control uh, costs uh, for uh,
0: businesses. Uh, 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 it's so you're with me? You're so far, this, uh, this she's trying to answer your question. You know, yeah, b- I'm, about I'm all not this talk an answer,
2: but she's no, trying- no. Well, she's
8: going to answer today. I want to talk about the role of the Affordable Care Act in reducing premiums for families and strengthening our economy and creating jobs. We Today go. we're going to focus oh, on edit. two charts. The first is a chart that shows the premium cost for a family of four with the law and without it.
0: Uh, by the way, all the good uh, p- parts of the chart are blue, all the bad parts are red, of course.
8: In 2014, when the law is fully implemented, families, a family of four making $33,000 a year will be paying roughly... Fifteen hundred dollars per year in premium.
0: Okay, so that's five. What? Yeah, so that a, a family. No, no, no. Listen, this it's going to get great because you'll understand it. Uh, a family of four making thirty-three thousand dollars a year um, will be paying roughly, and she has to look off camera, fifteen hundred dollars a year in premiums. That's five percent of gross income. All right? What are you paying now, John? What do, I'm, I'm paying like three hundred bucks a month for three people.
2: Well, I had a bigger family, and it's probably uh, it's probably more like uh, 900 a month.
0: So you're interesting. OK, uh, I must be paying more than I'm making a mistake. I'm paying 600. there you go. I'm paying like 600. yeah, that makes sense. I'm paying 600, and you're paying 900 a month. Okay. yeah. Uh, neither of us are we are luckily making more than 33,000 dollars. But we're making less than $100,000 uh, on this show for sure. And this is all I got right now. Awesome.
8: A family of four making $55,000 a year will pay roughly $5,000 a year in premiums.
0: Whoa. So, okay, so you're going if you make $55,000 a year, you're going to be paying 10% of your gross income in premiums. 10%.
8: A family for making seventy-seven thousand dollars per year will pay roughly eight thousand dollars.
0: Wait a minute. That sounds like uh, if you make you're going to be paying eleven and a half percent. So okay. Well, hold on. It's four still four people, but you make more money. You're paying more. Hold on. Let's see the last bit here.
8: In premiums. And finally, a family making about ninety-nine thousand dollars per year will pay roughly nine thousand dollars in premiums.
0: So isn't that just a tax? If I mean, how am I going to? Am I getting better care? Like a, it's like a progressive tax. Wait a minute. So someone who's making thirty three thousand dollars pays fifteen hundred, and uh, do they get less care? Better? Care? Do we not get the same care for the? I mean, I'm paying. Uh, I'll be paying uh, eight times as much. Seven times as much. Do I get? the same care or someone I I don't understand the
2: logic here is interesting because it seems to me that one of the complaints was well you know the problem the way it is now is that people that don't have coverage they go in Ah,
0: free work
2: and then we have to pay for it I'm glad you bring that that up
0: I'm glad you bring that
8: up now if the law were repealed these same families wouldn't have these savings because uh, at any income level a family of four in 2014 would be paying more than $11,000 per year in premium costs we 're going to be paying less to care for those without insurance and why is that today uh, for a family of four, over a thousand dollars per year is added to premiums to pay for uh, health care for people without insurance. People showing up in emergency rooms uh, getting the care that they need, but not being able to pay for it. Those costs will be significantly reduced because we're bringing all of those people... Wait, no, it in- can't
2: be significant. It's only going to be reduced by $1,000. Exactly. That's not significant. That's not significant, not based on this scale. Nope. To the health insurance. So how does that... What is it? She makes no sense this woman. Well, hold on, because here comes the edit where she, she completely messed it up.
8: Them ...getting them the care they need uh, and not uh, putting the burden on those with insurance. Another factor will be new exchanges established in 2014 that will allow millions of Americans to pull together, compare prices, and get the best bargain.
0: The second reason... <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. She forgot to communicate a whole piece of the strategy, and so they did a voiceover later with a, with a shot of the blackboard. That's funny. That's unbelievable. This is the communications expert. So, so, so it's it's a tax. It's just a tax. I get it. Okay, I understand. So uh, you're going to be paying, you're not getting a $1,000 break. You're going to be paying more. You're going to be paying uh, more than yeah, $11,000. It's a tax, dollars.
2: you're right. It's, it's a yeah. bullcrap tax. It's a te- tax slash fee.
0: And you're, paying, uh, you're going to be paying more,
2: I guess. Yeah, no, yeah. everyone's going to be paying more. We, we, I think everybody who's actually looked into this knows that. And I'm they've just already, saying. you know, set it up to pay more because they've jacked up the prices of prescriptions. Yeah, you get a prescription $10 deal, copay. But if you look at the base price, people should go do this. Go look at what you paid for whatever drug you happen to have a prescription for a year ago. Right. And look at, because they show the base price on your little thing. You pay the 10 bucks, but it shows the base price. It'd be like 35, 45 bucks, let's say. You look at the same drug today. Uh, it's an older drug now. It's been in production longer. It should, they're cranking it out like there's no tomorrow. Look at the base price. It's like $70. Yep. So they're gouging. Yep. The, it's the yeah. drug companies and, they, and the they, s- who wrote, wrote the bill. Yeah, they
4: wrote they're the bill. They're
2: gouging. Yeah. The insurance companies who are just jacking up their prices because they have to and they can the, the insurance companies go, oh, well there's nothing we could do. We're just going along because these guys have jacked up the prices. Of course they stay, maintain the same margin
4: mm-hmm.
2: because they have to have a profit margin of some sort. And if you have a profit margin of say ten percent on a hundred thousand dollars would be ten thousand but if you have the exact same profit margin on a million dollars, it would be like ten times as much. But you can say our profit margin hasn't changed. In fact it went down a point. It's a scam.
0: Then I'd like to end on a lighter note uh, with, a, with an actual note from producer Mark from uh, Merrick, New York, on Long Island. Uh, in the morning, Adam. This came to me last night around 3 in the morning. That's when all the good things come to you. I live in Merrick, New York, Long Island. My son, who is two and a half, goes to a pediatrician right in town. The cool local celeb thing is that this guy was Lindsay Lohan's pediatric doctor and family doctor until she was about 17. The doctor's name is Jeffrey Silverstein and has an office on Merrick Avenue. When we first began bringing my son to him, he discussed the normal stuff, gave us lectures about getting all the vaccines, which we spread out over the course of two years. But the thing that stood out to me was that he was really pushing a daily fluoride supplement. When I asked why, he became defensive and said his kids take the same supplements and he feels strongly about it. This is not a dentist; this is a doctor. Uh, I gave my son the fluoride for a couple of weeks and he loved it like a slave in training. Then after some more research, your show, and common sense, I just threw the bottle away and decided he would be better off without it. Long Island does not fluoridate fluoridate the local water. To this day, Dr. Silverstein still ribs us about spreading out the vaccines and not giving the fluoride supplements, but my son, of course, is super healthy and aside from a stomach bug a few weeks ago, has not been seriously sick. This brings me to Lohan. Is it possible the fluoride affected her in a negative way? I can't imagine that idiot family would care what supplements they gave to their kids. Also, I know fluoride isn't supposed to, be, uh, to alter the mood so abruptly, but it's an interesting link nonetheless. And you know what? I think he's right. I think he has a real good point here that Lindsay Lohan was over-fluoridated as a child, and that's why she's completely nuts and a drug addict. And let me give you another example of an American human resource on fluoride. You ready? You ready? The third grade world geography question is Budapest is the capital of what European country Budapest is the capital of what European country Nathan has already locked in
1: this might be a stupid question
0: I'm guessing it's probably going to be I
1: thought Europe was a country (sighs) Let's see.
3: Buddhist Budapest? <laughs> I never even heard of that.
5: Alright, here's your here's France. your options. I mean you could drop out with ten thousand dollars.
3: Like, you got- I know they speak
5: French
1: there. There you it's go. It's, it's <laughs> right in my cup.
0: That's right, everybody. Florida your kids, and you two will know that they speak, they speak French in Budapest. French in Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great show. Are you, are you smarter than a third grader?
2: I've watched it on and off. I find it very annoying. Of
0: course it's annoying. It's, it's horrendous. <laughs> well, I got a lot of stuff for Sunday's show that's left over. I got tons and tons of stuff. You
2: yeah, I want to invite people to become uh, executive producers and members of the 272 Club on yes. Sunday.
0: 272. It's a palindrome, so it's a special one.
2: Yeah, two seven two two seven two backwards.
0: Don't forget our eleven eleven, which is the new monthly you can get in on, and uh, help us out because we don't do it any other way than um, pure value for value support, which we believe in, which is a model that is working. Um, not that great the past two weeks, but we're very, very cheaper very
2: appreciative. than a movie. We're cheaper than a movie, and uh, you get entertained in your car, especially you commuters, which is basically the listenership is a bunch of people driving around, unfortunately, driving around too much, you know, on these ridiculous highways. It could could be a long commute on a good road or a, even a short commute in Los Angeles takes an hour, yep
0: and on Sunday, I will also play the uh, Dutch interview with uh, Julian Assange. Uh, who uh, releases way too much information thinking, uh, yeah, it's just Holland. Who gives a crap? But we've got it. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California in the morning, I'm Adam Curry.
2: And from northern Silicon Valley, where the weather is very weird, and, of course, nobody really cares but me, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back
0: here Sunday for early morning service on No Agenda. This
2: is a song
0: about a bunch of people
1: that we in hate.